Warning! This episode contains foul language, discussions of the occult, and even a spell or two. listening to Keep It Weird, the podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. My my name is Ashley, and this is my co-host, Lauren. Hey, weirdos. We've missed you. We've missed you so much. We've been away forever, (laughs) and I just... I'm so sorry. We're back, though. Forgive um, us. Yes, this is our first episode in 2018. Yeah. New year, new me. New year, new me, man. Right? Sure. Uh, I think open. it's kind of the same old we're, me, but... Yeah, no, I haven't changed at all. <laughs> we're still drinking wine. Yep. I have a glass you know right now. what changed? What? We're not in my living room. Oh, my gosh, we're not. You know what else has changed? What? We have new equipment. We have new sound equipment. Do you know what? No. Oh, Do I got you know? a haircut. Oh, congrats. No, I got haircut Not that recently. It doesn't matter. Hello. Do we weirdos. sound better? Do we sound better to you guys? We should. To your earballs? Great. Welcome to Keep It Weird. So for the first episode of the year, we decided we were going to come in with a bang. This is an episode that has been requested by listeners, friends, family, strangers on the street. Everyone wants to talk about witchcraft. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, Very everyone excited. requests the witchcraft episode, the witches episode. They want to they want to know about Wicca. They mm-hmm. want to know about pagans. Mm-hmm. They want to know about spell casting mm-hmm. and magic and, and candles and, and crystals and, and and today we're going to talk about it and we have a very very special guest with us we met her at the scare la event that we went to last year if you guys remember we were super pumped about it <laughs> and she we're actually in her shop she owns this gorgeous occult shop in south pasadena california welcome Jennifer Mamone. Hello. Hey, Jennifer. I've been holding in this cough. <laughs> oh, let it rip. Let it rip. All right. This, now's the time. <laughs> we told her we've been diseased and sick plenty of times on oh, this gosh. podcast before, so she's not alone. But you are hi, not Jennifer. Alone. I am wearing a surgical mask right now, though. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, no, no. Which is going to be a tad muffled, but yeah. it'll be all right. Of course. Thank you for having me, guys. Adorable. Thank you for coming on. We're so excited to have you. You have an adorable shop. Thank you. Is it okay? So I called it an occult shop. That's not really. Is it? Is that how you would describe it? it? It's actually an eclectic shop. Eclectic. It's called Crossroads, Mm -hmm. and we have a little theme here. The theme is that everyone has a light and a dark to Mm. who they are. And this Uh. is the crossroads of both, the duality of the soul. Wonderful. What? I love that. I love that that's the reason behind it. And hey, it's actually located at a crossroads. It actually literally is located at a crossroads with a train track. I am so surprised at how quiet that 
train track is like that train crossing yeah it's not making a, uh, that i can see a with my eyeballs right well, now Well, that's probably because we have two doors separating oh us. that's true that's probably yeah. it. we're kind that's of in a it. soundproof we're store gonna, right now yeah we're actually mm-hmm. gonna start recording here just like <laughs> permanently every week. so if you <laughs> hey. could just leave the door unlocked for us I that cl- would be great I, the close, acoustics, man. I close at six o'clock p.m usually so <laughs> just come on down we'll order some pizza <laughs> yeah and we have pizza coming weirdos i know that that's kind of mean to say because you can't have any but um but uh sorry about it sorry we'll have some in your Honor. We'll have some in your honor. <laughs> we'll dedicate or, or, a piece to uh, you. Uh, uh, I'm a little rusty. <laughs> I've only been talking all day at work. It's fine. It's fine. More um, wine. More <laughs> wine. Don't Cheers. mind if I do. <laughs> do you want to tell our listeners how long you've been open? Oh yeah, sure. it's actually very exciting, tell isn't us, it? Tell us a little more. Well, I have actually been here one year and one month. Yes. I opened officially Woo-hoo. one year ago in December. Mm-hmm. It's been one heck of a ride, and yeah. I am very excited to start in this new year. And the thing is, like, I just basically hit the ground running when yeah. it came to yeah. the store. I left my previous corporate job in um november of, la- of 2016 okay and then like that was yeah so the beginning of november of 2016 few weeks later i'm walking by this location it's vacant it's open and i'm looking in i'm like man this has everything of what i'm looking for for having a store one day one day mm-hmm. one day you know it's near a it's near a place of transportation, right off the Gold Line Metro exit yeah. for yeah. South Pasadena. And there's You're so many cute little spot. like cafes and stuff. Oh yeah, down this, here. Is a, this, this, this neighborhood's street, ideal. This street on South uh, on on Mission Street uh-huh. is like nothing but up and down independent stores, mom Which and is pops. Wonderful. I love it, that. That's so important. The the community here is also very close together and they're tight knit but they're not like um clicky if you will yeah like they're very open and open and they're very supportive so good but not only that there's there's also food places and they have events here too like um every thursday there's a farmer's market yeah i saw a sign for that and then uh next month we're gonna be doing the eclectic music festival my gosh. So yeah, they, they do a lot of stuff. Guys, here. come to South Pasadena. This <laughs> is know. so nice. I used to nanny a little girl here, and we would walk up and down these streets and like stop in for ice cream somewhere and like go on little adventures together. And I literally always think, what am I doing in Culver City? Like, <laughs> right? why am it's I so not adorable. living in South and Pasadena? And honestly, I haven't seen. Um, you know, I've lived in LA for eight years now, eight years, and I haven't seen a, a shop quite like this one i agree well i think it was right of you to say eclectic there's so many different things that like i I was telling you is that i saw saw this location like one day i'll open a store a few days later i'm telling my mom about this and i come from a family business my parents ran a seven location auto body repair shop and i'm telling my mom about this store and like oh man it's everything i want but i i don't know about business blah 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 and she just looks at me and says why don't you do it? Yeah. And it lit a fire in me. So mm. uh, long story it's short. Usually, yeah, when mom says, why, sure. do, why don't you do it? It's like, why don't I why do don't it? Why don't I do it? You know what? I will do it. And literally, um, okay, so I, I, I left my previous job the beginning of November. I had this place pretty much locked down barely a month later. I left my job wow. and in December I was opening my doors with inventory, with everything done. Wow. I hit the ground running with this and I actually opened up only half of this location. I've been expanding slowly it out. expanding exactly. it exactly which i think is a good way to go yeah and that's the thing brilliant, is, actually. that's cool about it is it's something for 
everyone. Yeah, yeah, you can. That's the thing, guys. If you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I'm not really into the occult. There's adorable sweaters. Yeah. There's yeah. candles. There's clothes there's and jewelry. jewelry. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. There's we have art. traditional retail, handmade artist stuff as well. Yeah. Um, spiritual, new age, Halloween, gothic. We Yeah, mm-hmm. we have a gothic center. I mean, hey, Love. we have a little shrine up there for it. There's Oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh. We were just we talking about it, guys, it. before we started the podcast. We are not going to get into it right now. I know, I know. And I'm just about the one that I love the most. My crown jewel is the predator head. Over oh, there. guys, she has yes, a predator, the predator head. head. And it's do you want to go? Ahead? I can't stop looking. Do you want to do it? Yes. yes. This is go how ahead. much I mm-hmm. love the predator. That, that is her mouth. That's her mouth. <laughs> she just opened her mouth and that came she out. She just smiled really wide, like Pennywise the dancing clown, and that came out of her mouth. <laughs> She's amazing, guys. Oh man, no. <laughs> I, I have a ghost story related to this cooking <gasps> growl, actually. It's hilarious. Go. Okay. Tell it. Years ago in college, I was at my then friend's uh, grandparents' house, and her whole extended family was there, including her teenage cousins. And I don't know why, but I just, for some reason, when they were talking, there, the, the, the house, just so you know, is located next to a park. And these girls are telling us about how there's a ghost there of a biker who got killed and they're going to go find the ghost. Do you want to come with us? And I don't know why, but just the way they were saying it is like, is that they spoke as experts and me being into the cult, I kind of felt like, no, you're not. So (laughs) I don't know why, but I wanted to get them. Like, I just wanted to get them somehow. So (laughs) we're going over to the park and as we're getting closer, I'm like, and and we're entering and they're like, oh my God, I'm so scared. And I'm like, hey guys, so... You, you know what happens when a ghost is close by, right? No, no, no. What is it? Well, they make a noise. It's like a, a clicking noise right in your ear when they get really close by. And then we're, we're walking, we're walking. <laughs> and they're like, oh, did you hear that? Did you hear that? No. What'd you hear? And they oh ran. Shut God. up. I would have peed so- my pants. No, I, one, part- I would have peed my pants. Two, I got to learn how to click. I know. I want to do that to everyone now. <laughs> now, the best part is I went back to their house where they're telling all the dolls, we heard a ghost. We heard a ghost. Oh, my God. Jennifer, you heard it, right? I'm like, yeah, I did. It sounded like this. Oh, and they're no like, way. yeah, it was like. And they gave me the most evil stare. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it was well just done. like that. Yeah, I Jennifer, was so it was. <laughs> I was so happy. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I that love so that you did that. Funny. I need to prank someone. That I way. know. It's amazing. <laughs> my friend was laughing. I, so that's like, all you know that's what? important. Yeah, I don't you care get the laughter out. Hate me now. The, oh my gosh, laughing, so I'm good. Who cares? It's you worth gave it. them a memory that will last a lifetime yep. well, and an after lifetime. Ooh. Well, the thing is, what my boyfriend? Oh, sorry, my fiance. Oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> She's, She's engaged. We like to harmonize on this show. We like to harmonize. She's She's engaged. Bravo. We just found out about this. She just found out about this. (laughs) (laughs) Three days ago, right? Oh my gosh. How did it happen? Yes, you have to tell us the story. Okay. So we're... Does it have anything to do with the predator? No. Oh, okay. Well, we have I to wish. move on. Actually, yeah. no. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I want to know. I want to know. Podcast no, canceled. I'll, I'll try to make it uh, make it brief so we can get talking about witches. Witches. So we were actually celebrating our anniversary. We actually celebrate, as cliche and corny as it is, the first 
date we ever had. No, that's yeah. adorable. I do the same oh, with you. my my guy. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> yeah. Aren't you married to him now? Yes. So which one do you, do you yes. celebrate the first date still or do you celebrate the wedding mostly? The wedding mostly. That's like the whole shebang. Like mm-hmm. maybe get a hotel room. Like the, all the romance. You fuck. The, <laughs> well, Who does that? Um, the, but we always do. do like a nod to the dating one still oh, just yeah. because like it was our very first date and it was so important to us mm-hmm. while we were dating that it's always like, oh, January 27th. Like, here's a kiss on the cheek. <laughs> oh, that's very sweet. <laughs> anyway. Hey, ours is January 20th. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Neighbors. Hey. Wait, isn't the 27th this weekend? I need to get a card. Ooh, just kidding. Card. Like I said, I actually, kiss on the cheek. I have to say really quickly, Joe got me something for handsome Joe listeners got me something for christmas that is so adorable he got me this like poster sized picture of the night sky with a date and a time on it Mm -hmm. and it was the date and time of when we met for the first time and the zip code and it's what the night sky looked like what the stars looked like on like the moment that we met handsome joe handsome joe you Romantic Joe. You know what? I know. He has a new name. It's Romantic Joe. You know what? He also got me a meatloaf bat out of hell shirt. So he did really good this Christmas. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He knows you so Anyways, okay. Okay. Back to you. We're celebrating Mm -hmm. our um, now entering five-year anniversary. Hey. So we've been together five years as of the 20th. We're up at this property that we usually go to. We love going to. We call it the ranch, even though the only animals on there are like, you know. Squirrels. uh, No. (laughs) coyotes mountain lions squirrels (laughs) yes things that eat squirrels and live quail and all that jazz oh cool anyway so we're you know just doing some outdoor activities hiking and all that jazz and uh, i see the the glare in your uh, the the glint in your eye no not that oh no No fucking no fucking Uh, not yet we'll wait oh okay Anyway, uh, so we're doing some fun outdoor activities, and he tells me, hey, Jen, can you grab something from, I forget what, uh, from the glove box of the truck? Okay, sure. That's a box. (laughs) It was in the glove box? It was in the glove box in a little ring box. And I, I pick it up. I turn around. There he is. He pulls me in and, you know, it's all blur at that point. Oh, yeah. You don't remember <laughs> anything remember that happens. Yeah, I don't remember much, but him basically in a gist saying how, you know, he loves me and mm-hmm. so happy. He's like, oh, you guys got to see their faces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so sweet. <laughs> I love love so much. And then he opened the box and said, got down on one knee. Oh, my God. Said, Perfect. Will you oh marry gosh. me? And I went, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> of course. And so I... <laughs> I, I grabbed the ring, start putting it on, like, wait a minute, no, you do it. Yeah. <laughs> Back to him wait, I'm doing this wrong. <laughs> but and, you're just so excited. Yes, even and uh, unlike most women, no, I did not cry. Instead, I kept doing Laughing? a... No, I was oh. doing a, like a five-minute jig for like, <laughs> like yeah, no, ten-minute jig. And, and just jumping up and down. My dog, Our dog, Charlie... <laughs> This is the best part. So I said, yes, we, we do the kiss. I'm, I'm jumping up and down for, for, you know, so happy. And then we hear something. We look to the side and there's our dog, Charlie peeing. Oh my God. <laughs> of so like, romantic. Well, he christened this. So romantic. He christened this beautiful At least moment. he wasn't peeing like 
on your leg. Right, no. like on your you, foot you as it's happening. Going he, he's a big German Shepherd dog with uh-huh. a massive um, breed mix. Oh my god! So a big guy. Yeah, he he was off in the distance so that we, he's big enough where you still hear it. So, that's big so hilarious. You can still hear though. the stream coming. Down. I feel like that's perfect. <laughs> moments like that, though, of just like, yeah. of course, the dog is well, urinating right, right next to us right now. Yeah, it does, and it's memorable. So what I, I was saying it. before about why I brought up my fiance. Yes. Um, uh, because I said, you know, my friend, she, she left and what have you. So, uh, uh, my boyfriend, sorry, fiance, <laughs> said that if if the person laughs or even smiles, you're off the hook yeah. because they found it funny. Yeah, so sure. even if it's offensive, if they giggled, laughed, or whatever, you're, you're okay. off the oh, hook. Oh, yeah, you're off the hook because you I can't laugh at something and then come back later and be nope. like, by the way, I'm mad. I was nope. so upset when you did that. You laughed. You laughed. You laughed. Fine. Off the hook. Go to, you're take going, a nap. You're going to hell with me. Take a nap. <laughs> How old were you when you did that prank? Well, on the on your friends with the, oh it was uh, in college it was oh like a, it was perfect <laughs> it was in college it was like I was hoping you were like this eight year old kid running around <laughs> doing that it wasn't that good when did you learn how to make that sound when I was eight <laughs> <laughs> there you go I, it's actually Lauren knew she it's felt, kind of of felt it as a kid I was not allowed to watch The Simpsons I was not I wasn't allowed either. to watch really I wasn't allowed to watch Married with Children because it was disrespectful either. oh my gosh but I was allowed to watch Predator <laughs> well you know what. It's funny that you say that. Okay, actually, no. I was going to say, like, I I had the same thing, but I didn't. My parents let me watch whatever the... You watched everything. ...that I wanted. Yeah. I remember watching Terminator 2... <laughs> same here. ...when I was, like, six, like, and it was my favorite, favorite, favorite movie. And now watching it now, I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I I, why did I love them? The thing is, I, I know it had to have been a young young age because I have no memory of my first time doing it. Yeah. That sounded so wrong. Uh, well, doing most it. of us have forgotten our first time doing it. <laughs> oh, really? On purpose, we've tried <laughs> to purpose, forget. On purpose, we blocked it out. Want more wine? Um, more, wine? <laughs> more wine with that? So, since we're talking about childhood um, and growing up, what, when, di- when did you become interested in the paranormal, the occult, the supernatural... So unofficially, I've pretty much always been interested in the, the dark stuff, if right. you will. Mm-hmm. Like my favorite, uh, <laughs> while most people were listening to, uh, I don't know, uh, the Spice Girls mm-hmm. and crushing on JTT, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, oh my oh, God, yeah. and exchanging stickers and all that jazz, I was obsessed with the fan of the opera. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, you're too. one of those. I'm like, one of those. I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah I'm with the you. Opera, mm-hmm. The Crow. Oh, God, The Crow. The Crow. I was really and into that. My all time favorite, Gargoyles. I yeah. love that. Yes. Gargoyles. Oh, my gosh. You have to meet my friend Laura. You are basically her. Her. Yeah. <laughs> <In a nutshell. laughs> it's her favorite show, I think, ever. I, I should did meet. like Gargoyles. Yes. That was fun. Oh, I love Gargoyles. I. I, I I I was obs- I still kind of am obsessed with that show. So uh, unofficially, always been interested in this. Right, stuff. it's always been um, something that's like you've been drawn to. Yeah. It's yeah. like the but officially, um, it was in sixth grade, mm-hmm. and it was when my uh, friend during that time as well she brought over a book of unsolved mysteries, oh. and it blew my sheltered life's mind. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, wait a minute, this is not just in the movies, like. There's a possibility this is real? Give me this book! Yeah. <laughs> and I fell in love with it since then where I 
there were many a time growing up in my childhood where I had to have a talking to because my parents were, namely my mother, were worried for my soul. <laughs> and I well, had to they, explain. You are Italian. Were they Catholic? Uh, so my father's side is Italian. My mother's side is Mexican. Oh, okay. okay. So, so very yes. Catholic. Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, so yes. So, uh, yes so to yes. the Catholic. Yes, yes the to the Catholic. Yes. question. Um, oh my gosh. But we're also very... I, I wouldn't say conservative, mm-hmm. like oh, no, for sure. not to get like, like for instance, uh, not to sound political, uh, feel free to cut if you want being gay. No, it's not a sin. What are you talking about? Yeah. Right. It's totally fine. Mm-hmm. In fact, you know, like it's people of love. How can love be evil? Right. Like, it Good. Doesn't make so sense. you're the yeah. right kind of Catholic. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, and you know, other things like, Oh, pizza. <gasps> Pizza's here. The pizza is here. And we're back. We pizza just had break. pizza. It was delicious. It's real good. Uh, very good pizza. We ate it very fast. So mm-hmm. if we're a little gassy or gurgly or um, anything of that sort, we apologize. Poop party. Anyways, oh. um, we're you back. It we were talking level. about good kind of Catholic, how you got into the occult. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> bring us back. Bring us back. Bring, bring People us back who are around. now tuning in, they're like, what did I miss? Yeah. What did I miss? What on what earth happened? Started what with just the happened? good Catholic? Is this good like Catholic. the good son? It's like the Is good pope. Macaulay Culkin? Wait, oh my good gosh, pope? that movie. What, what was it called? Sexy Pope? Bad Pope? Sexy Pope? What are you pope? watching? On the show, uh, on the showtime? <laughs> oh, yeah. What was that show called? Was it Bad Pope? Dirty Pope? It might have just been a bad pope. pope. <laughs> it's the one with Jude, Jude Law. Law. And he's like a sexy pope. He like a pope that... So okay. Anyway, back to you. Good Catholic. So, um, mom yeah, was so worried about I, your I was soul. Little, like there, I, I, after that moment in sixth grade, mm-hmm. I got really into this. But let me clarify what I mean by really into this. I never truly practiced. Right. Mm-hmm. I researched. Mm-hmm. I looked into it. Me I too. To no, exactly. So yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But so, so th- she was naturally worried. But yeah. Um, fast forward to this past year when she saw me in action here, she realized. What I do is actually very good because one of the things that I do here at the store of Dual Crossroads is a lot of cleansing and protection, healing, energy-wise. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff I do re- revolves around things like smudging, such as with sage, sweetgrass, cedar, juniper, palo santo, you name it. Um, a lot of it, which is, I will um, let you guys know is very Native American based. Okay. But I'm not saying that that is something that is like uh, cultural appropriation or anything of that sort. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but a lot of things in witchcraft had adopted it mm-hmm. in the sense of smudging. Because okay. the thing is that the action of it actually isn't something that is isolated just to Native American practices. Mm-hmm. Um, using incense like frankincense and myrrh, you know, Jesus times. Mm-hmm. Um, that is something that many diverse cultures do but using these specific herbs such as sage is native american because things like the california white sage is native too you guessed it california yeah. mm-hmm. so just a little history and like palo santo that is from south america okay mm-hmm. uh, anyway going on well and, the, and you'd even look at like um uh early well even catholicism now or in early catholicism they burned incense too mm-hmm. yeah 
Uh, it was a different kind of incense and it was done for different reasons. But mm-hmm. every culture has taken from every culture. And yeah. Well, that's the whole Absolutely. thing about if you get all the way down to the back even to Mesopotamia area uh, yeah. era is the fact that when it comes to the growth of humanity and and just um, cultures in general, it was all about trading. It was all about trading of not only goods, but also traditions and mm-hmm. Stories, myths, yeah. legends, religions, even. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the things about, like, the, um, like for instance, being a polytheistic, um, believing in many gods, wasn't just that, like, oh, you believed in, go, f- fast forward, you know, quite a few thousand years to um, the Greek times, you know, believing in Zeus, believing in Aphrodite or what have you. Um, people didn't believe, like, oh, well, my gods exist, yours don't. Yeah. They didn't believe that. They believed those gods existed, but of that area or right. of that particular group. Right. Or that particular, uh, you know, uh, sort of like the Catholics have saints. Mm-hmm. This is the god that controls or watches over lightning. Right. You know what I mean? Like be a, little, a god of a yeah, certain be area. Be a god of a certain yeah. or a saint of a certain Because saints were the same way. My mm-hmm. mom would always say, pray to St. Anthony if you lose something mm-hmm. because... Well, a little fun fact about that center. is that technically speaking, historically speaking, when it comes to all that, it was an adoption, if you will, from when Christianity became an actual re- legal religion. Mm-hmm. And a lo- and when, uh, I believe it was Constantine, correct me if I'm wrong here, I might want to look that up, when he made it legal in the official religion faith of the empire uh, to help people transition into this, they adopted many pagan-related things. Yes. Yeah. So, for instance, as an example, um, you have, let's say you go to Rome and you look at a chapel of some sort and you see the image of jesus with the 12 disciples behind him Mm -hmm. him usually on the throne it's very similar to the emperor and the 12 members of the senate yes very easy transition the saints many gods Mm -hmm. um the virgin mary the mother goddess uh things of that sort it was an easy transition yeah now the thing is um, people say religiously or spiritually speaking those things are very fluid but of course in certain um Catholic traditions, that's not true. But, I mean, again, it, it all splits. Like, in Protestantism, they don't do the, like, you know, in Catholic churches, you'll see statues of Jesus, statues of Mary, statues of saints. Yeah. Protestants don't tra- uh, traditionally do that because they don't do the worship of idols. Those statues right, are right. still idols. Yeah. Um, and just other things that sort, the difference between, anyway, I don't, I don't want to go Oh, no, it's okay. We, it. I was going to say, we even talked about that, um, christianity taking from paganism in our halloween episode because that's how we got halloween because they basically you know they came in and and they were celebrating uh samhain Mm -hmm. and you know they wanted to abolish same thing when it comes because technically speaking that is still a pagan one but if you're talking about yule you know christmas Yes, of yeah. course. Yeah. And the pagans, you know, uh, when they were celebrating Samhain and the Christians came in, they allowed them to keep the Samhain traditions, but, you know, they had to separate it from the religion mm-hmm. because they were trying to make them Christian right. at the time. Yep. 
<laughs> no more pagans. Yeah. Um, we need you to stop. Um, we need you to stop that right now. Right. Well, the thing is, I remember you guys were asking me before we started recording, like, what's the difference between pagan and witch and yes. witchcraft mm-hmm. in general? I actually wrote an article on that. Um, Did God, you? Yeah, I actually wrote an article on it. It's published in a few um, online magazines. The most notable one being uh, Rock Metaphysical. That's R-O-C Metaphysical. I've heard. Yes, yeah. yes. So I did a, a a little article on that. That's awesome. Um, basically, as a nutshell, you do not need to be a Wiccan to be a witch. Right. Mm-hmm. Be a pagan, you don't need to be a witch. The thing is, being a pagan, <laughs> I gurgled. Uh, it's okay. Pagan, we are so gassy here, guys. We just we ate so we ate sandwiches we ate and pizza and, and chips. And we want to get back to you so quick. We and get I know back to you. it's for you. And now we're all like, hold on, one second. We're falling apart. <laughs> Anyway, continue. What was I saying? Um, uh, the difference between oh paganism. The three. Yes, yes, yes. So when it comes to paganism, technically speaking, that's any practice, religion, or what have you that is outside of main world religion. So that's the more modern interpretation of it. Uh, but more historically speaking, that's any person who practices something that's not Christianity. Okay. Someone who is not part of Christ's army. Pagan, pagan actually comes with from the latin terms that means either country dweller or heathen it has two meanings um so if you were someone who practiced wicca if you were wiccan you would kind of technically be pagan well actually wicca didn't come to existence until like around the 60s yes really yeah Uh i knew that that. i only knew that because i read it very quickly (laughs) in an article there's this one book that i would definitely recommend oh yes Mm -hmm. we're curious to learn more about it it's called the healing traditions and spiritual practices of wicca and it's by uh, debbie mccaud i might be pronouncing her last name incorrectly it's m-i-c-h-a-u-d okay she goes through the history of it i mean it's what the 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 title says and she goes through the history of it uh, what every single symbol means etc so but yeah if you practice witchcraft of any sort um even if you were let's say what's a good example someone who celebrated with pawn or any nature-based religion Mm -hmm. you were a pagan technically speaking that makes um, sense i myself i might be considered a christo pagan Mm -hmm. i do have christian roots and tendencies and what have you i do believe in god but i do have a few quote-unquote pagan things for instance i feel closest to god towards nature Mm -hmm. i also believe god as we know god whether male female gender neutral what have you is present in every single religion there is but us being who we are as humans can only interpret our idea of god in a way that we feel comfortable sure some I think that say, some people call God uh, Buddha, and I think mm-hmm. some people call God the Big Bang, and I think some <laughs> yeah. people call God Jesus, and I think some people call God... It's whatever works this, for them and yeah. what makes sense in their mind I think and that, what uh, makes them comfortable. Yeah, it's, um, so it's, it's refreshing it's, to hear that well, the f- from someone who has a sect. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, the thing that's funny is that all religions have certain similarities to each other. Yeah. But here's the thing that they almost, all the good ones at least, all have. Basically, don't be an asshole. Don't be a jerk. <laughs> be, you know, to uh, love do well one onto, another. Do well onto others as uh-huh. you would yourself. Or in Wiccan mm-hmm. tradition, do harm onto none. Yes. Um, yeah. So whatever you do in witchcraft or in witchcraft, witchcraft practices is to be done with no harm to someone. Yeah. So 
and they believe in the 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 law of I'm sure we've all heard Attraction? especially well besides that uh, um, hello wink 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 well besides that um, I mean if you've ever watched The Craft you oh, all yeah. which know I about. have many Sorry. a time <laughs> hey Veruza what's up <laughs> but the thing is they had the rule that they mentioned in there the uh, three times three. Yeah. Yes. Where whatever you put out there will come back mm-hmm. to you times three. And yeah. I actually, you know what? I explained that to a coworker of mine recently when I told them I was doing this episode and they were like, oh, witchcraft. And they're very, he was very Christian. And he, he was basically like, oh, witchcraft. Like, what what are you going to do? Learn about magic and potions and spells? And I yes. was like, yes. But uh, I tried to explain to him that if you look at a, a, a spell in witchcraft, it's essentially co- sort of like, you know, the secret, whatever you put out into the world, you get back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's more so the the vibration and the energy that you put out into the world that you are hoping to get in return. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they just use a lot more potions and you know what I sure, mean? Sure, they use different and, things, yeah, the yeah, way they go about it, but it all comes all down to the same tools. thing. Yeah. Yes, um, as opposed to just sitting and meditating and and using your positive energy I do a you lot can, of yeah. examples when I get people in my store asking almost the exact same questions you know like what is it how, how do I do this how is this done is it mean I'm actually talking to spirits is it blah 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 mm-hmm. I, I use this example to people when it comes to practicing magic uh, you have uh, three sculptors or three types of sculptors if you will the first one is able to create a masterpiece of an exact likeness of someone's face. They can sculpt a bust from clay with exact pristine detail with just their hands. No tools, no nothing. Okay. And then you have ones who is able to do the exact same thing, but they need tools. So they use a scalpel. They use a little thing, a little this, a little that. Mm-hmm. And a stipple. Uh, a stipple. Yes, they can use a stipple. Nice. I just get very excited about stipples. <laughs> And they're able to produce that as well, but they need tools. And then there are those who are still learning and they're practicing and they're trying hard to get to that level, but they may actually instead divert and do it in a different style because that's what they're able to make and have come out. And then there are those who just have, they try it and then they have either no interest in it, they left a bad taste in their mouth or what have you. That's a fourth Mm -hmm. sculptor, I guess. But the thing is, same thing for magic or practicing of witchcraft. The thing about the term witchcraft is that it has such a huge taboo mm-hmm. feeling oh, yes. assigned to it. When, But when you break it down, you actually might even be practicing witchcraft every day, folk magic even, on your own. I can guarantee you that almost every person in the world, if they celebrate their birthday, they've practiced folk magic. Because when you blow out your birthday candles, making a wish, mm-hmm. you're putting power Hello. in those candles. And I love that. It's candle magic. Well, I mean, yeah. you even look at th- things like daily affirmations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a form of... Knock on wood. Yeah, witchcraft. Yeah. Knock on wood. Everybody mm-hmm. uses their Salt superstitious the thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Those are all technically witchcraft things. Uh, and I think that w- witchcraft gets... And, and we'll talk about that more so why it gets such a bad rap. But, you know, you have to look at... You know, Satanists mm-hmm. refer to themselves as witches. Technically, if you're a Wiccan or a practitioner, you don't believe in the devil. Yeah, you just don't believe in the devil there. because we talked about that actually just, just this week that. because yeah. um, the show Ghost Adventures, Zach Baggins, he's in a lot of trouble because uh, on the show Ghost Adventures, there was this haunted area. And of course, the priest came in and said it's a demon. And and he blamed a local Wiccan group mm-hmm. for this demon First of all, 
hilarious in an abandoned church what a demon would have going for it in a in, in an, an abandoned, abandoned church, church is beyond me but he blamed this he said you know it's because these local this local like witch group this local wiccan group and they were like first of all we don't even believe in the devil so mm-hmm. no <laughs> second yeah, of all like to do with this you're giving us a bad name like we don't need any more negative press we yeah. have nothing to do with this abandoned church now we have to and defend also apparently we know more than you do about demons right so <laughs> talked about it where it's yeah. like wiccans you know they don't believe in the, the thing the is, devil in the traditional a, sense you don't have to be a a, a a witch to be a wiccan as well so this involves all witchcraft rather mm-hmm. now here's the thing uh, also if you've ever seen the craft i'm gonna uh, direct quote this but it's yes. it's true what they said in the movie is the fact that witchcraft magic magic in general is neither good nor evil it is all in the heart of the witch mm-hmm. now putting that into an example like well how can that be let's put it this way you have a knife you have let's say a uh, a chef's knife you're able to produce amazing meals with it or you can use it to kill someone or you can kill your husband in mm-hmm. his sleep there, that's an option. I I'm going to cut that out just in case <laughs> something happens to Joe creepy. soon. <laughs> let's, uh, let's not. But the thing is, um, you can make amazing meals mm-hmm. with this chef's knife, or you can even take it and use it to kill someone, mm-hmm. uh, cause harm. The knife itself is harmless per se. I mean, if you, but Drop the thing it. is, yes. whoever um, is, is holding it, wielding it, because let's put it this way. It's also in the person. If, if you got someone practicing witchcraft, they don't know what they're doing. Same thing for the knife. You got someone who's using it and they put it in the dishwasher's stuff with the blade facing the blade up. up yeah. They don't know. They didn't know better. They weren't thinking or what have you. Same thing for magic. You, It's not to say that like, oh, magic is fine. Like, that's not the point of this podcast. At the same time, you have to do it with respect. Yeah. You have to also understand that what you're dealing with is also very real, especially if you go away from like me and my store. I do when it comes to what I have here. It's all centered on protection, cleansing, purity. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's quote unquote dark is my gothic side, but those are the fun dark. You know, you yeah, got it. You, you got, got a pumpkin. Right. Mask. You got a right. you got, you got, got jack o' lantern. Yeah, yeah. like it's the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. But the thing is, you still have to do it with respect. For mm-hmm. instance, if we were to bring up the topic of Ouija boards, mm-hmm. yeah, or you know, because that's a trademark name, uh, spirit boards. Yes. yes. So with spirit boards, you can make that out of anything. You got an mm-hmm. alphabet that you cut out with the letters, and mm-hmm. you got a shot glass. Guess you what? Got you got a piece spirit of paper board, right? that you write mm-hmm. the alphabet on. Yeah, you absolutely. Got a spirit board. And the thing is, a lot of people may use it, and some people are like, ah, "This is just you pushing the thing." Yeah. Same people can. Same thing people can say with the pendulum. You still have to do it with respect because if you don't know what you're dealing with, mm-hmm. that's something that's going to lead to trouble because uh, let's put it this way a stranger comes a knocking yeah so, well yeah. and that, that's something that i've always believed in too is that you can you can have fun playing with a ouija board mm-hmm. as long as you are not antagonizing right as long as you are not poking fun mm-hmm. as long as you are not you know as long as you take it seriously to There's the extent that it needs to. That you need to do. Yes, you have to, you know, when you when you exit the board, you have to say goodbye. You have to thank whomever you spoke to or didn't speak to for their time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like there are steps that well, you have to take. Well, it's not even just that, but a lot of people don't even realize you have to set up a protective circle. Uh, yes. Of, um, whether mm-hmm. it's prayer, whether mm-hmm. it's all, yeah. I don't care. You got to yeah. make we, a layer. We, we did, we meditated. Way. 
Yeah, we yeah. did. We took a moment of silence and we meditated to set up our circle before and then we, we began. Did a spirit board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We and lit, we lit. Yeah, we lit we, some protective we had, herbs. Yeah, I forgot yeah. that you got the protective herbs. So we mm-hmm. that was the thing. We tried to protect ourselves the best we could. We were trying to be as respectful as we could to whoever was was or was not responding to us. We don't know for sure what happened that night but it was just like n- neither of us went into it laughing and trying was this to shout a podcast it. as well yes Which it was well was a, it, was, it was a video uh, it was a video episode where uh for like our um patrons that mm. we have like 15 dollar patrons so mm. we did like a halloween seance with a couple two of our friends mm-hmm. and i basically kind of like showed how to conduct a seance and the thing was is like there was a lot of laughter because it was four friends that got together but it was always like it was never directed at what we were doing. We were, were doing. laughing at each other. We were mostly laughing at each other. And then it was always like the most important parts of the seance were done mm-hmm. yeah, by the, the book. The part that's funny is that I also, in the store, I get people ask about Ouija boards. You mm-hmm. actually might notice I don't have an Ouija board mm-hmm. in here. I, did, I actually did notice you that because I see you have chess I purpo- sets. I purposely yeah. <laughs> did not do that because the thing is, while yes, you have respect for and what have you. I also don't want to have to worry about people buying it and using it incorrectly. Sure. Yeah. But I do, when I get people who ask about it, I do uh, have this little example for them, for those who are just curious about it and have mm-hmm. never used it before or what have you. And forgive me if you guys don't like this example, but basically the Ouija boards or the spirit boards are the cigarettes of the spirit world. <laughs> the reason for that, every single person at some point, even if they won't admit it, wants to kind of try it. And usually it's when they're teenagers. Mm-hmm. And when they do try it, if they try it, either A, it wasn't for them, they're never going to really try it again. B, they had a horrible experience, just, <clears throat> just horrible, and won't ever touch it again. Yeah. And then there are those who are, you know what, they're, they're getting into it, others are doing it, or they just like it, and they get into it. A bit more, a bit more, a bit mm-hmm. more. Next thing you know, their family is having an intervention. They're telling them, please stop. Yeah. yeah. And Leave the board just, alone. Just, just stop it. And then they're trying to get out, but it's like they can't. Something is there that's just bothering them um, onward and onward. And they mm-hmm. can't seem to get rid of it. And then there are those, the lucky few, who can smoke a cigarette, not need to have another one for a long while later, mm-hmm. doesn't affect them health-wise, and they have they have control over the cigarette. The cigarette doesn't control them. Mm-hmm. So that's what I compare an Ouija board or a spirit board that's to. That's interesting. Because if you think about it, that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Technically, if you do it responsibly, uh, I'm not condoning cigarette, but let's put it even this way, a cigar. Some yeah. people will smoke a cigar yeah. one night, and that's it. Yeah. And then, and then they're fine for a Five years later, they'll, they'll have another one. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, like one or two puffs of a cigar. Right. Um, so that's the way I describe an Ouija board. Not, and the thing is, all Ouija boards are usually discouraged to be used unless you're responsible enough. Same thing, pretty much for cigarettes. Mm-hmm. It, it, every person's gonna be discouraged from doing it unless it's like, no, I'll just I can have one. It's not gonna hurt me. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, and I think a major problem is that Ouija boards are for ages like six and up. Right. That's there exactly is no the age issue. limit, really, <laughs> on the Ouija board. There is one thing though that was freaking hilarious. It's on my, uh, it's on my Facebook page that I posted where this guy, li- his little sister and her friends are playing a Ouija board. He's oh, at a fuse yes. box. Oh I my saw god! This. <laughs> and you could hear them screaming. <laughs> That's oh, so it's, funny. I'm, so good. I, Seeing I, for I, stuff like that, I want to be that parent. Oh, my That's mom doing was that, that parent. My, my yeah. mom. We would play with Pam. the Ouija board in the basement. And my mom knew that if she whispered in the vent in the kitchen, it would distort her voice and you could hear it in the basement. And she did it to us 
all the time. That's that makes me love your mom. There so are literally much. pictures of her, like my dad took of her, like crouching down, whispering into the vent. It's she's amazing. Anyway, it's I an mean, amazing hey, mom. Now you think maybe the girl will never touch the Ouija board again. Yeah, I know, right? And uh, <laughs> she was wrong. <laughs> Can I um, ask you again? What did you call yourself? A something pagan? Christo pagan? Christo pagan? Okay. I mean, I technically speaking, that. I could also be called a pantheist, but okay, I kind of like Christo pagan because again, I. I do believe in God. I do believe in Jesus. Um, but I do a lot of pagan related stuff. <laughs> well, the reason I asked is because I've always struggled on what to call myself. And Ashley, like in different episodes of ours where we get on the topic of religion, which it always which seems is to like come up episode. a lot. Mm-hmm. It's just natural we talk with about, what we talk you know, about. We talk about, you know, the afterlife a right. lot. So, of course, it, it comes, comes up. up. But there's so many times where Ashley would be like, I'm not very religious, but Lauren is. And I always like cringe at that because I'm like I don't consider myself religious <laughs> but I believe in God and I believe in Jesus but I haven't been to church in almost two years now and like in God and Jesus and not be religious a re- yeah to, at right. least to me a religious person is someone's gonna throw the Bible at you right mm-hmm. um a spiritual or a faithful person is different so which like, I think that's me yeah there you go you're and so, I, you're I like to use prayer and I like to use meditation but then I also like to use spirit boards every now and then and I like to <laughs> go <Even>. on <laughs> I like to go on ghost hunting trips and so I loved well, and the way you I've, described yeah, yourself I've dis- I liked that. I've discovered about you actually in the last year that we've done the podcast is that you are more spiritual than religious. Yeah. I always, sure. I mean, uh, only because, you know, for years you were going to was very church involved twice in my church. Yeah. yeah. You I know basically what I mean? worked there. Yeah, you did. You were there twice a week, right. if not more. So that's always kind of what I, you know, is like, she's religious. And after doing a podcast for a year, I was like, no, she's more like me. Actually. <laughs> right. But I never knew how to describe myself. Christo not Pagan. that I'd call that's like, good, yeah, yeah, I'm like, I don't know if that would even be the right name but I've just more like to start the conversation of okay I believe in God and Jesus but I also like to do all of these practices who am I like who what is my identity I? so what's my I, name I appreciate you bringing that up oh, yeah, yeah that's welcome. a good yeah I, I like appreciate that. you too <laughs> more wine <laughs> more wine more the wine I do anyway, have to uh, taste more kinds <laughs> very quickly I, I, a few se- uh, moments ago you were asking about um you know how someone can like draw up their power or what have you. And I made the example of the sculptors. Yes. Now, here's the thing that's funny when it comes to spirit boards and all those other things. One question I always ask people is when you use a spirit board, what is the spirit speaking through? And what do you guys, Ooh. what do you guys have Us. as an answer? Yes. Yes. Exactly. It I is, did it. It is speaking through it. you. It is a medium tool. Yes. Okay. So, a lot of people sometimes they think, oh, it's through the planchette. Oh, it's through the board. Nope. You are channeling the spirit, mm-hmm. which is why you need to be extra careful when yeah, you're doing Yeah, because they could kick some things around. Now, here's the thing. Going back to the sculptor reference, mm-hmm. technically speaking, there are those who do not need the spirit board to commune with spirits. Right. Natural mediums or mm-hmm. clairvoyance. Lorraine. Okay. Yes, Lorraine Warren. <laughs> Lorraine Warren. Now, see, that's, that's another example. So, so the thing is that uh, you, you don't need it. That, that's the thing. The spirit board, these witchcraft tools and items, these are all tools. Mm-hmm. Tools to help you have your power be brought out mm-hmm. as a witch, as a practitioner, or even someone who doesn't identify as a witch but has some kind of power, maybe as an empath. 
these are all things that you have naturally within you. But just like the sculptor, sometimes you might need tools. Sometimes you might have no interest in it and you might do another major. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So that's the thing. That's that's my be- what I feel is the best example to describe someone who practices witchcraft or someone who is interested in witchcraft or what have you of any of those degrees. Okay. Um, either way, these are all tools. Okay. That was a question I had yeah. had. Is there like... I wondered if there was some sort of higher power or spirit that was like, no, please bring things to don't me. Don't get me wrong. If you are using these tools to get divine assistance, whether it's from guardian angels, spirit guides, mm-hmm. God, or perhaps even ghosts, yes, you can ask for outside assistance. Okay. Just like you can ask your teacher as you're sculpting, hey, can you help me sure. sculpt this nose? The thing is, be careful with whom you ask. Mm-hmm. So you have to be careful that you have to do indeed be, respect, be respectful. But I guess going into the dark side of stuff, some people might not know who they're talking yeah. to us or they might ask the wrong person either purposely or un, unintentionally yeah. for help. But that's why a lot of people who don't do it wrong, they usually not, I want to say wrong, but they would, um, you know, ask for their guardian angels. people of who are naturally supposed to be good if i ever feel that there's someone around here that i just sense is here or what have you um i have a rule like you can't be here unless you're in god's light or Mm. in goods goodness's light if you are not part of that if you do not acknowledge that you cannot be here um you put your foot down yes (laughs) that's the thing also about this a lot of people don't realize how much power you have Mm -hmm. whether as a witch or what have you um, sometimes I get people in here who ask the, uh, for help because they feel there's something haunting them. Yeah. We've actually discussed this, you know, that was like number one. I was like, you ask it to leave Yeah, or it tell is. it it's your house. See, that's the thing. Some people might say that, but it doesn't have anything happen. Mm-hmm. So that's why they come and ask for tools. My tools being sage. Sage, sage sure. is Clark's bleach of the spirit world. Yeah. <laughs> the thing I is. I love that. I love that so much. Great <laughs> the thing is, um, it doesn't mean you're not going to get your shirt stained. Mm-hmm. Right. Later on once yeah, you finish absolutely. cleaning it. So that's why another tool that would be good with that um, would be sweetgrass. Okay. Sweetgrass creates a boundary to prevent it from returning. Okay. Mm. Now here's That's the thing. That's good to know. The those are also properties where they are also powerful in their own way. I'm not saying because they're tools they hold no power. Yes, a great majority comes from you, but there is power in their own um, their own standing as well. Okay. Now here's the thing. Um, when it comes to using these, yes, a lot of it is also your own power. Mm-hmm. So you just telling it to let, make it leave. Some people are like, well, I did that, but in doing, but nothing happened. happened. So here's a, yet another example. I do a lot of examples in my I store. I love this. You got two mothers and both of them have kids running around this, let's say this store being rowdy. Mm-hmm. They're knocking over stuff. They're interrupting the conversation. They're just being destructive little, you know, what? Shits. Oh. <laughs> oh, is that not right? Oh, is that okay? <laughs> Little shit. Uh, my bad. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> shit. So you got two mothers, as I was saying before, mm-hmm. and they got two kids who are being rowdy. First mother, honey, you need to stop that. You need to stop. That. Put that down, honey. Okay. Honey, please, please. We're not going to get ice cream later. No, okay, you know what? Let's just go home. Okay, you want that? You want that? Okay, okay, let's go get that. And then the thing is, the kid didn't stop. Then and then you the have mother, the Ford Tough Mama Bear who just 
gives them a look. All she yep. has to do. The and the stare. kid feels a disturbance in the force. Like, yeah, the, the, like the, they're not even looking at the mother. They just know she's looking at she's me. She's looking at me they like feel she her eyes burning into their back. Like, it, if the mother has to say, hey, they know, oh, it's coming later. Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. Get a whoop. So, so guess what? I'm going to behave. So that's immediately the they knew the mother's presence that the mother even let's say that uh let's say the mother like honey you need to stop that okay honey you need to stop. hey all of a sudden it changed yeah yes. the kid knew the she voice. meant it now mm-hmm. and the kid then stops mm-hmm. same thing for this type of thing you get that mama bear type of thing like let's put it even a different perspective not even using kids someone is approaching you as a woman hey stay away from me versus hey Leave me alone. Yeah. Like, they, there's a difference in that totally. energy. I think that's the better example. Yeah. <laughs> no, and um, both are really both good. Both are really Because then strong. I was thinking, you know, I think everyone has that sort of power within them, but sometimes it takes a tool like Sage to bring it out of you. And if, let's say, hypothetically, using that example of a, some uh, someone's approaching a woman and she you know, feels like, hey, leave me alone. When I, well, I'm being assertive, but they still did this. Mm-hmm. All right. What if you took some martial arts class, some MMA yeah. classes, on, and now you have the tools mm-hmm. within you to fight back if they right. don't stop? Yeah. Guess what? Same thing when it comes to this. Now you have tools on top of that where like, okay, you want to fight back? I'll fight back. Yeah. Right. You're ready to fight and you have tools on you as well. That's a that, good like, way to... Yeah. Giving yeah. you more strength. I like it. I like that a lot. Yeah. No, that, that's some that great comparisons. Yeah. You're teaching us so well. <laughs> so many things. Uh, and now I, I want to go back to MMA. I miss MMA. <laughs> did you MMA? I used to do Shaolin Kempo, Shotokan. Uh, I did a little Aijitsu, which is samurai sword fighting. Okay. Um, I did a little bit of MMA until the classes were no longer free because I'm poor. Oh, girl. <laughs> hey, well, this it. is when I was poor. <laughs> I get it. Girl. You've had a life. Yeah. I'm still living it. Do you know what I've done? <laughs> Nothing. I, honey, you, you are on this podcast. <laughs> I know. No, it's I not true. Kidding. Don't you She's dare done start a lot. that girl. But it's always like when people are like, I used to do martial arts and I, and it's like, I used to read. <laughs> I used to read Still books do. <laughs> and watch movies. Okay. So I had a question. Yes. I have a crystal pendulum. My crystal pendulum. I don't have it on me, but my crystal pendulum that I have. Is it a pendulum? It is a pendulum. <laughs> and it is. Is a crystal on a pendulum. My it's crystal a pendulum. It's a crystal pendulum. It's, it's a crystal pendulum. And it's mine. Oh, okay. That was hers. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I misunderstood. When I use it, it works. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I don't understand how it works. I just know that it works. Mm-hmm. Now, if Lauren were to use my crystal pendulum, which mine, we've tried before, which we have tried before, it works kind of, but not the way that it does with me. Mm-hmm. I got very faint reactions and I then can, sometimes nothing. And she when I strong. use it, it's like I'm communicating with everything in a mile radius of me. It's nuts. What? That about? How does that work? That's a two-folded question, actually. Oh, okay. The first part of that is it's actually you responding. The science of the pendulum is that it's supposed to be another tool, one that's supposed to help you learn how to recognize your gut instincts your intuition if you will how to understand it without needing it in the future um so what's actually happening is that you are subconsciously making it answer yes no maybe so uh whichever direction you precursed it to answer in 
It's same uh, example as that people give towards spirit boards where they say you are very subconsciously without even realizing it, moving it to answer questions that you think it should be. So that's the first answer for it. The second answer is that technically speaking, um, you are supposedly able to draw something else out to respond for you. Like a medium. You, like, technically, like it's not meant board. to be. Technically, it's not meant to be used for spirits. But I'm not going to say it can't be done. I'm not going to say you can't speak to a spirit with it. But the thing is, you could get outside answers from it. The reason why it may not have worked for you is because either a, if you're going for the first question, you did not want to get an answer from it subconsciously. You felt that you shouldn't, or what have you, and so you purposely were not making it give you an answer sure the second option is that it didn't recognize you as your energy it was supposed to be her energy right that's, that's like, what um, i feel it is because when i let it not just lauren like my uh, my good friend leah has tried to use it as well and like i said like it works mm-hmm. but with me it works yeah so that's the thing if we're going it's with mine. the second answer of that <laughs> exactly it's yours yeah. and you can use that same example of what people sometimes do when it comes to tarot cards there's a lot of people out there who will let you touch a tarot card when you are getting a reading from someone and then there are some where only they are supposed to touch it okay mm-hmm. because it's that relationship that they've established with their cards okay and it's supposed to be only their energy so if we're going with the second part answer that could be the same thing for your pendulum Maybe. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. That's what I always kind of like assumed. It was like, it works so well for mm-hmm. me yeah. because it's mine. Yeah. Because we have a relationship because I've used it more than anyone else has. And therefore you probably are more open to trusting it versus sure. such as yourself where you are experimenting with it. Yeah. So you're doing it maybe, and correct me if I'm wrong, half-heartedly in comparison sure. to what she would. I think that's absolutely true. And just yeah. coming in more cautious and just like, oh my gosh, this is Ashley's crystal. What's about to happen? <laughs> yeah. Like- so the, if you're going with the first answer, you subconsciously did not want an answer. Right. You're going with the second it knew that or it just didn't want to talk to you. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was like, you're not could Ashley. Be a little bit of both. Get away from me. Yeah. So yeah, that so makes sense. two part answer. Same with, that was a question that I had about um, the tarot cards as well because I read tarot cards. Mm. And the thing is, is that, uh, that people don't understand when they see a deck of tarot cards or they see a tarot card reading, the cards all mean something. Mm-hmm. You memorize the card's meanings mm-hmm. and then each of the symbols in the card represent something else. So the moon represents something. The water represents something. Right side, upside down. Right side, upside down. The animals that are in the card. The whatever, whatever. Everything represents something. So basically you memorize the cards and you ask either yourself or whoever you're doing a reading for what jumps out at you. And then you can tell them what that symbol means. So technically everyone can read tarot cards. It's all a matter of memorization. But some people actually have that extra intuition is that a learned thing or is that a natural thing uh, when you're saying the learned thing are you talking about the intuition itself or the ability to read cards read cards um i think that's something that i would uh and this is my own personal opinion some right. people might disagree with me but i think that's a dealer's choice for instance if we're going back into my example of art mm-hmm. um you got a few artists One likes sculpting, one likes painting, another one likes Photoshop. Mm -hmm. It's all art, but different mediums. Right. So same thing can be said for when it comes to tarot readings. Some people may not be adept to reading cards. I don't believe I am. 
Yeah. I read people from their eyes, from their energy. And when I do saging, some people I've kind of creeped out a little over here because I'll be saging them, cleansing them. And then I start saying, is it because of this that you're in here? And blah, blah, blah. they're like, uh, uh yeah. how'd you know that? Oh yeah. And this is, and the thing is I have a rule. Don't tell me beforehand because unlike a lot of readings, sometimes people get, people are very chatty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and they don't even realize they're giving stuff mm-hmm. away. Yep. So I discourage people from doing it. Just tell me yes or no. Don't give me details. Just tell sure. me yes or no. And if, it's and if a, I feel something yeah. in my gut, I'll, I'll say it know. to you. Yeah. yeah. Because okay, I don't want to have my gut be influenced by what you tell me. Yeah. Um, and also I usually tell them like only like I'll save it to the very end and then just give a splurge because one thing I've also noticed sometimes with, with tellers is that um, uh, they'll give a reading, person responds, and then it changes. Then mm-hmm. they respond again, changes again. So by having it at the very end, it stops me from having it change right yeah. um so anyway um the thing is i don't use cards um i don't feel comfortable with them i okay. don't feel that it's what speaks to me i don't use palms i don't feel that's what speaks to me your hands don't speak to me your eyes do so i uh, you could i i won't say you can't learn it but just like how you someone who has learned Pe- versus, some people are a natural exactly yeah. some yeah. people are natural the cards some are right are for some and people. some people have to learn it or have a little guide with them at all times. Mm-hmm. And sure. some people may even be so in tune with it, they don't memorize the cards. They just get immediately something from what the card itself is telling them, not just right. the images. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, because I'm I'm the kind of person I memorize them like flashcards. Mm-hmm. I memorize them. Quiz yourself. I quizzed <laughs> myself. I did, and I I memorized all the you know what each season represented, what like choppy waters versus smooth waters represented, what the moon represented mm-hmm. versus the sun, etc. Um, and I but I don't have that special like intuition. Yeah. I have to say like what jumps out at you in this card, and they say the moon. I say, well, that represents this. Does that make any sense to you? So you you're literally I mean? going by. So the I'm cards literally going than, by the cards. Yeah, seeing. going by okay. the cards, and a lot of the time, people are like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense because this, that, and the other. And I'm like, cool, maybe that's what it. But I don't have that special like okay. intuition. I couldn't like pour the cards out and be like, well, you're pregnant. Yeah. Well, see, the thing is, it's also hard to know if you even have a good reader on hand. Like, I remember once years ago, when I was probably even still uh, in college, um, I want to say I was in my early 20s. So I'm at a, uh, uh, what was it, like Santa Monica Pier area. And my friend that I'm with, we see, you know, like a, a fortune teller thing. And like, you know what, Let, let's do it. Let's have some fun. Mm-hmm. And the ring I got was just atrocious because because I know people, sometimes they expect you to be chatty. That's what helps them give a reading. Yeah. But me, I won't give you anything because <laughs> right. I want to see if you're legit. Mm-hmm. Um she was so off base, but, but the part that was freaking hilarious was when at the very end, you're worried about your, your, you know, about someone your uh, and their health. No. Well, you're worried about your, your grandmother and she, she's sick. No, I'm not. Okay. You will be. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Probably someday. Yeah, yeah. I bet in a couple of years that'll happen. Oh my God. Three Three years later, she, you know, got a little sick and I was mm-hmm. worried. But then she lived another five years after that. So, right. So, that but I was worried. Maybe it was that what she was. 
Oh my gosh. That's so what she was th- telling th- me about yeah. scammers out there. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, I did once receive a very good reading when I was in high school. It, it was so random, too. I was coming out of the gym, and the gym was having a uh, an event, and they had a tarot card reader. And she said, I was going to meet someone that night. And I actually did, and ha- developed a huge crush on this guy, and what have you. And But long story short, never went anywhere. And hey, it's good I did because I'm I'm very much now you're Beyonce. I thought you said Beyonce. I was like, yeah, Beyonce. I'm sorry, B. I guess we got outed. She's taken. I've studied this stuff very thoroughly, as you right. Yeah, absolutely. The thing is, is that I actually put a lot of this knowledge into a book I wrote. Yes, you did. What's yes. the book yes, called? Yes, you did. It's called Demon's Prize. Dun, Wonderful. Dun, dun. Fiction or nonfiction? Fiction. Fiction. Yes, okay. Yes, yes. I, I remember like it. this. But it's as true, like the the characters, I try to make them as true to the actual cult mm-hmm. as possible. Okay. And also try to weave a little bit of stuff in there as well. And uh, that's something that we discussed. You know, we keep bringing up the craft. And it's like, ha, 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 that 90s or 90s? Yeah, it was 90s. 90s. That 90s movie about witches, T-L-E-D. Yep. It's actually pretty accurate when it yeah. comes to you were telling not me like, that before yeah. we started recording maybe yeah, not thought the, like, it was very accurate autograph over there on the wall oh, maybe God. not you know She's flying the through the want. air and 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 manifesting snakes to fill a house but like the actual like especially in the beginning of the movie where they're they're explaining the practices and they sure. are you know and actually Faruza Balk who was uh Wiccan at the she became she became Wiccan she was but um, she was asked to create the spell that they use the like hail to the guardians of the watchtowers of the north because they actually in the script wrote in an actual like wiccan spell Mm -hmm. and they were like we can't just write in this word for word spell that a thousand million girls are going to be like recreating with their friends on the weekend so Faruza Balk is the one that wrote that like I love Manon he is a fictional god in this movie but a lot of the things is true and and actually during that scene when they were filming it that's when she was um, uh, if you will taken in as a daughter of the craft Okay. Uh, That's when she was like, I don't want to say sworn in, but right. (laughs) But uh, But kind of, yeah. According to fun facts of the craft that I, fun (laughs) facts of the craft that I've read, that's the time uh, when they were filming that That scene. That is interesting. I love it. I know. Okay. So your book. Yes. I just wanted to bring that up because we do keep like referencing the craft, but it is, you know, pretty accurate when it comes to, it's not really a religion. What would you call it? Would you call it a religion? Wicca? Yeah. The practice? Yes, yet no. Practice. Yes, yet no. Because, again, you don't have to be a Wiccan to practice witchcraft. Yes. Sure. Mm-hmm. But there are certain codes. There are certain things of that sort, which, again, in that book I previously mentioned mm-hmm. by Debbie, the healing traditions and what have you, she goes in on all that. But, yeah, I, I personally would say it's more in tune to religion. But the thing is, at the same time, I can't. Right. Yeah. Because it is which also a way of life. Mm-hmm. Right. It is a way mm-hmm. of life as well. So that's why I was saying that maybe same. practice. Yeah, practice I, I call it a practice. All encompassing. So the way so they book. stay true to the practice, yeah. you feel that you're staying true to. As true as I can. I mean, the thing about my book is that, in a nutshell, there are these five individuals, all of whom who happen to be werewolves, who are trying to thwart the attempts of a psychotic demon who's trying to take one of them to hell Perfect. for his personal version of trafficking. Ooh. Wonderful. I'm into it. I am sold. 
Now, that when it comes so good. The thing is, I do have a witch character in there as well. Her okay. name is Isabel. And Great witch name. I was just going to say. <laughs> she is a focal point in the book sequel that I'm currently writing called oh. A Cursed Soul. Ooh. Wonderful. And I, and I have a lot of people out there. They know who they are mm-hmm. <laughs> on my fan page who are very much waiting for me to get this thing done. Yeah. We are taking up way too much of your time right now. I'm so sorry, fam. I know. We I need to get out of your shop so I am actually like just two kidding. years behind schedule on this. Hey, oh gosh. said every writer ever. I was going to say, you're not alone in that. Except but. maybe Stephen King who comes out with a book every nine months. Well, he has the luxury of having this be his full-time job. That's very true. True, That's very true, true. true. But uh, to those readers who are waiting, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. She's going to do it. She's going to do it. She's going to do it. She's actually writing right now. She's writing with her left hand and she's. (laughs) (laughs) Hear that keyboard? Hear that keyboard? That's her writing the sequel. Anyways, go on. I added two new characters. I'm (laughs) kidding. Just now. Yeah, just now. One's named Ashley and one's named Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So anyway, the stuff I have about her, she actually does more of the educating Uh of uh, about witchcraft, about the demon. Um, A lot of the stuff of the demon he is based with um, Egyptian mythology. Interesting. And I actually oh, wow. use real Egyptian mythology to support his character. So okay. he is so he, while he is fiction, the history about surrounding him, him um, is... about the gods and the what have you are real uh, in history. When it comes to our my other main character Brent, a lot of things around him is also based upon the actual lore of werewolves and what have you, especially with his own knowledge. But the thing is, I do have my own bit of fiction with him as a character. So the characters are fiction, but the history that they bring up or the knowledge they bring up is technically real in the cult setting. Right. Same thing for I the love next that. Book. I know. Because then you can enjoy important. a fictional story, but also walk away with like some knowledge. Some knowledge. Yeah. And you learned like something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one book during my time in high school that I loved. That the Twilight. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Leave the store Get out right now. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Get out of my shop. I've, I've, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. I'm you gotta like. Now. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> so, no, it's called... Not Twilight. No. It's called the Sweep Series. And it's... Yes, from... you were telling us about this. I was mm-hmm. before the... Oh. Yep. My Hi. phone agrees. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's by Kate uh, Taranen. I might again be pronouncing that hey, wrong. Hey, you're on the podcast that is famous for pronouncing things wrong. <laughs> Everything so, wrong. Well, her last name is spelled T-I-E-R-N-A-N. Tiernan. Okay. Tiernan. Sure. Her, she has like over 13 books in this series. The first one being the Book of Shadows mm-hmm. or just Book of Shadows, I should say. Um, it's about this girl in high school. Of course, it is young adult. And it's all about witchcraft. Okay. And while, again, her characters are fiction with maybe a little bit of a tweak here and there, but a lot of what she wrote around what the girl is learning and what the actual practice is, is all pretty much legit. Okay. Like she did her research on this. And I feel like that's the best way you could learn. If you're interested in learning about witchcraft or Wiccan practices, reading like a f- non or even demons or even Egyptian, you know, is reading yeah. like that's just like a devil in the white city. Did yes. you ever read devil in the white city? Oh my gosh. I'm obsessed with it. What a great well, way I've to heard learn of it, about. But maybe others haven't. Why oh, don't you no. tell us? Oh <laughs> yes, of course. Jennifer, that book you've heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about uh, the Chicago uh, World Fair 
and H.H. Holmes, the serial mm-hmm. killer, H.H. Oh, H. H. Holmes. But it's written. Okay, oh, hello. <laughs> it's written. Uh, it, it's a fiction. It's it's written. It's true crime. Uh, all of it is true, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything that happens in it yeah. is true. It's a true crime novel, but it's written as a fictional story. Yeah. Mm. So you're able to learn everything that happened during the World Fair and during H.H. Uh, H. Holmes but in like a suspense thriller type situation. And it's like, that's the best way you can learn about. And it helps rope people in because a lot of people wouldn't just say, yeah, I'd like to read a book on the World's Fair in yeah, Chicago I would and love hear to how read it was constructed. But because Chicago architecture. Right. But because it's around a serial killer and there's all the suspense involved, then you're also getting like the architecture and the yeah. history. Uh-huh. And so you learn so much about Chicago in it, which and I And H.H. Holmes. Then you walk away and you're like, right. oh, now, now I know everything that happened to H.H. Yeah, H. Holmes. Yeah. We are so off track about which We are really no. off track, but that's <laughs> it was okay. So interesting that's like to the hear name about of your the book, game. though. I love <laughs> I it. Yeah. And this is just that's what just we do. Yeah. kind of covered it in tools, I was going to ask, have you ever used a potion? A potion? You like mixed up a potion. I mean, technically, if you make tea, you just made a potion. That's true. (laughs) That's very true. That's true. Do you believe in like the power of potions? Uh, I believe in the power of willpower. Uh, Okay. Um, Okay. Yeah, that was a better question. Yeah. So the Mm -hmm. thing is, again, all this is to is a tool that you. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And the thing is, um, I also uh, technically. No, I've never used a potion in its, in its traditional sense. Right. Okay. It is a potion. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had tea. <laughs> yeah. You can call so, that a potion. Sure. Um, I've had... Soup? Bismol. You can yep. say that's a potion, uh-huh. too. <laughs> Have you had chili before? Chili's baby <laughs> bathrooms. <laughs> barbecue sauce. Oh, barbecue it's a delicious sauce. potion. Uh, <laughs> it's um, my favorite po- potion. What's the, what's the one I look for? Product placement. <laughs> yeah, the uh, Keep It Weird Now sponsored by Chili. <laughs> Not the restaurant chili. Now you know no, why just we're chili. gassy. Soup a bowl chili. of chili. <laughs> now you know why we're gassy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, potions, I have technically have never used one. Okay. Bells, I've written one. Oh. oh. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, let me go get it. Yeah, Do please, it. please. All right. Welcome it's back. It's called A Spell for Reclaiming Your Power. Oh, I, I like that. I wrote this in high school. So you guys are going to be... Hearing a spell over the air. <gasps> this is exciting, Are you listeners. Guys ready? Yes, listeners, uh, get your ears so you ready. Want me to give you the like step by step of how to do it. Yes, Kinda. absolutely. So we just so you guys know, when we first started this, we just said we're going to go very lightly about witchcraft and magic. Uh, we're not going to go too deep in it. <laughs> and here I'm we very are. Deep. Here's a spell. <laughs> Hold on to your butts. So this is uh, a spell for reclaiming your power. Those of which I own become again my own. To the power I continue to find, let none be left behind. Awaken my inner mind. Learn to teach. Teach to learn. Let my spirit's fire awaken and burn. Teach me to heal. Teach me to love. Let no good be undone. Lead me to my powers that be. Allow me to feel and to see. That it be done so it harm none. Once again and forevermore. Give me the power I had once before. So you say that, yeah. uh, what you do, you find a quiet place to meditate and draw power from. Mm-hmm. Ideally, this is a place where you can feel safe and centered. This can be in your bedroom, outside in your backyard, under a tree, whatever. After you've located your place of power, you have two options in which to perform your spell. You can either just quietly meditate and draw your power from your surroundings. Simple enough. Or you can perform a ritualized ceremony for the spell. However, if you feel a need to perform the spell um, is up to you. So it varies person to person. 
But if you do decide to do, let's say option A, the meditation, you sit in a place, your place of power and close your eyes. You breathe and focus on what it is you desire. Allow your inner self to draw power from your surroundings. And when you feel the moment is right, say the spell. You can say it however long you feel as it is needed. Uh, You take in a breath and allow the spell's words to settle over you. Allow yourself to be open to what it is you've asked for. And when the moment is right, you open your eyes and the spell is complete. If you go with option B, the ritualized version, you wait till the night of the full moon. You go to your place of power. You create a circle with either white chalk or a string, or if you want to get, you know, simple with it. If you're, let's say, in a dirt area, like on a hike, just take a stick, draw a circle around you, or create a circle with sticks. Um, Either way, make a circle. You cleanse your circle with sage. Um, If you don't have that, you can use salt, um, Florida water, what have you. Um, What's Florida water? Oh, I'll get into that later. It's not from Florida. (laughs) You then light a white candle and invite its light and protection to reside within your circle. Sit cross-legged or in a chair with your palms turned face up on your knees. You meditate and open yourself to what it is you're asking for. Do not force it. Just open up yourself to the power you wish to reclaim. And this can be your self-assertion, your connection to nature, whatever. By hand, write your spell on the piece of, on a piece of paper. Say the spell, and when you feel its magic is taking effect, burn the paper in the candle. Breathe and allow the words to settle over you and be open to what you've asked for. When the moment is right, you bring your ritual to a close and snuff out the candle with your finger or a snuffer. Do not blow it out. And then the spell is complete. Wow. That's a great spell. That is a great spell. I can't believe you wrote that in high school. I know. <laughs> I wrote a poem in high school. It goes a little something like this. Let's hear it. I've never written a poem in my life, but I'm going to <laughs> that now. Was beautiful. I'm going to that now. Was I'm inspired. Good. No, but yeah, it that- was so beautiful. I can't believe a high school I know, wrote I, that. It I was know. really good. I that's a very good spell. What I like about it, because I have been getting very, very, very into, more so into than I have in the past to uh, the practice of yoga, not just as an exercise or acrobatics, but as like a lifestyle. Yeah. And one of the big things is your meditation. And your meditation isn't necessarily just sitting in silence and not allowing any thoughts to come in your brain. Sometimes your meditation is focusing on one specific thought yeah over and over and over and over until maybe that thought shifts into something bigger or until that thought say it's a thought like um i'm going to die one day Mm -hmm. one day i'm going to die one day i'm not going to be here anymore i'm going to die i'm going to die i'm going to die and all of a sudden it starts scary and then it gets kind of weird and then you get kind of angry about it and then it's scary again and then all of a sudden you feel okay feel at peace and that's what it. i kind of feel with like this with this like sort of like ritualized meditation is it's almost in that same sense of like like you said like you're using the tools but you are manifesting it within yourself yeah and bringing it to fruition fruition yeah which is essentially just like what I said earlier, when like a spell is essentially putting out those vibrations that you would like in the world that you want to come back to you. Put out. Now here's the back. thing: 
remember your question earlier about drawing in from other places, whether right. it's yeah, ghost space, uh, yeah. yeah, ghost spirits or a, uh, a god, the god. You'll notice all this is basically not me asking out for someone, mm-hmm. though technically speaking, I am. I am asking for um, let this not be done, let this. But the thing is, I am actually verbally setting the terms to what it is I want. Yeah. Let no good be undone. Let it harm none. Because the thing is, you must be careful what you wish for. Mm-hmm. You have to be careful with what your words. The thing is, words and communication have the highest power. What you say can either rise up a person or bring them down. Mm-hmm. Words are so powerful. Words start powerful. wars. Mm-hmm. Words start wars. They can also end wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They can um, save someone from committing suicide. They can cause someone to cut themselves. Mm-hmm. They can cause someone to realize, I need to do better. Words are powerful. They can even be something to your own self when you're looking in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And just, it can even be words in your own head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Words are powerful. Mm-hmm. Yes. So by saying these things out loud and actually verbalizing it is power. It mm-hmm. is drawing power with, with around you, within your own self. So you do need to be cautious, per se, of where you ask that from. And the thing is, what I'm putting out in there is that i am not saying it out to a specific deity if you will Mm -hmm. though i will admit in my heart i am asking it from let's say god Uh, because the thing is whatever i ask cannot be approved without god's approval Mm -hmm. the thing is that's my own belief right it may sound very christian Mm -hmm. it may sound very Catholic, but guess what i'm a crystal pagan so there right (laughs) so that's why it sounds christian wait a minute you believe in god but you just did a spell Crystal Pagan. Yep, that's me. well. That's a big thing in uh, in like the practice of yoga too, because yoga, like I said, yoga without the religious aspect of yoga is just stretching and acrobatics. That's all it is, which is fine. But if you take in the religious aspect of yoga, and also it gives you a really nice butt. the The religious aspect of yoga, yoga, um, the actual act of it is a prayer. Yeah. That's what that is. Namaste. That's why there's a lot of bowing and namaste yeah. and there's chanting and there's stretching and there's salutations, sun yep. salutations. Mm-hmm. It is a prayer, which is why it's supposed to be done morning and night. Mm-hmm. You are praying. Mm-hmm. And in that in that religion, um, in their beliefs, God exists and God is you. Mm-hmm. God is inside of you. Mm-hmm. And I think it, this is the same thing. If you were, say... Uh, in my position where like I practice yoga. So I believe that the almighty power rests in me. Mm -hmm. So if I were to do this spell, I would essentially be asking myself to conjure up these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that is my God. Right. And I guess, you know, like you said, if you were say, say you were a Satanist and you were doing this spell, that would be your power that you were asking this to conjure out of and maybe not super safe the thing is um (laughs) modern day speaking a lot of people say that you know satanism is evil and whatnot uh me personally i am team anti-satanist but i don't particularly like even saying the word but the thing is if you want to get to what people are nowadays with it they believe that it is not evil or something because Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be the um not that you're following the devil but you're supposed to be Basically where it's let your own desires be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Yes. And the thing is, 
that technically it because a lot of religion is supposed to make you being selfless yeah mm-hmm. um you know to give on to others right to give to the poor give to someone in need put them first above you right this is the opposite of that mm-hmm. where instead you serve to yourself mm-hmm. yeah and the thing is um personally speaking um you, you you may call it a different name, but to me, it's still uh, a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've but actually, that's that's yeah. me personally. No, know? yeah, I've read the um, I've read the Sat- Satanic Bible, and there's parts of it that are um, that I really like. There are parts of it that you know they're very anti judgment. Um, Satanists are very anti judgment. They you judge you. no one. Yeah, <laughs> you do you. And I um, do but me. there are parts of it that I. Don't particularly like, like you said, like the, um, they believe in, uh, uh, you know, letting your own desires, you know, doing whatever you want. Um, and it's, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but like some people want to murder people. Right. <laughs> like, where do you draw the line? And you, can, totally. and you can easily say the same thing for, I, I don't want us to get into a religious context sure, too much, but, but you can say that easily with the Bible uh, when oh, it comes yes. to Deuteronomy, Leviticus, mm-hmm. etc. You can easily um, take those and shred that apart. Yeah. Um, but of course there is a You can use difference. any religion as a weapon. Yeah, mm-hmm. but there's also a split difference even when it comes to Old Testament to the New Testament, the Torah. Uh, when you get to uh, <laughs> um, uh, Jewish religion, you can easily say that for many different things. But yeah. the thing is, um, the part that's funny is that technically speaking, historically speaking, the original root of the term Satan was not exactly the devil. It was actually someone that would go out to purposely try to test people's faith um, such as Job, um, mm-hmm. test uh, where God actually put a uh, um, Job to be put to the test. Uh, originally speaking, a Satanist was a uh, uh, a thing to test pers- a person's faith, but it was still technically an evil thing, if you also yeah. want to say. Yeah. But me personally, I just don't. I don't want to associate with that. Mm-hmm. I prefer just not dealing with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and also knowing the difference yeah. of certain things. Like, for instance, if you want to get back into the topic of witchcraft, a lot of people think that this is very Satan-based. Yeah. It is not. Right. No. And the not thing that's all. funny is that a lot of people see the pentacle, mm-hmm. or even the pentagram. The There's a difference. Actually, you got right behind your head. Yeah. You see, see that I, I, I made out of twigs from when I went hiking. Mm-hmm. Oh, I You have love a pentagram, it. which is on your guys's... Right. Oh, yes. No. Uh, so left. that's your right. So left. So okay. the far left, that's without a circle. Uh-huh. Um, a star, uh, f- a five-point star with um, no circle around it. That's mm-hmm. a pentagram. Okay. Mm-hmm. A pentacle with a C, uh-huh. C for circle. Like um, in tarot cards. Yes. So there you go. Um, <laughs> has a circle around it. Okay. Now, you've noticed both of them are right side up. Yes. Um, a lot of people think that's an evil symbol. It is not. It is a protective symbol. It is okay. a good symbol. The difference between them, apart from having a circle around it, because that is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the circle is a protective circle. It is, you know, like, you know, when you cast you a, draw circle, a circle, around you draw yourself. a circle around you. The points have different meanings. Okay. Earth, wind, fire, water, and spirit or soul. Uh-huh. The, that is the very top tip of it. Okay. So that, and it's kind of like the um, uh, Da Vinci's man where mm-hmm. you yeah. have the guy standing. Mm-hmm. The, that's your body, um, head, arms, legs. Now, when you turn it upside down, a lot of people associate that now with devil worship or what have you. Mm-hmm. Technically speaking, historically speaking, that's not what it originally meant. 
Um, it had various other meanings, such as the closing of a ritual where you have the opening and then you have a closing. It's sort you, of like tarot cards where uh, a tarot card upside down in reverse is not always a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It just means something like different. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah the death I, I, that that always drives me crazy, by the way, in movies where they're getting a tarot card reading and they get the death card and it everyone's like, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, and it's like, actually, like, that's oh a gosh. that's actually a pretty good card to get. But yeah, because that means something's coming to an end and it's gonna and be something's reversed. beginning. Right. Yeah. yeah, but in movies, is, it's yeah. always made to be like, it, oh, someone's going to die. You're about yeah. to die, which I guess it could technically. Same. But if you want to no. be literal. Yeah, but that's the thing. Once you have it upside down again, it can it originally meant this that or the other thing but it also was a um used as a way of showing your status okay in the oh. um so there's wow. also that the thing is it has now been changed primarily uh, they say towards the use of christianity where it had become a evil symbol because if you actually hand it to me yeah the circle one yeah so i love it you have why well, thank you mm-hmm. um so you have it um, I don't like doing this, but you have it like this. Uh-huh. You have the two tips on the top uh-huh. as the ram's horns. I see. With the head oh. on yes. the bottom. Yes, okay, yeah. The now I'm seeing it. Now I see. was once as Pan, the god of mischief mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, nature. All I was going to say, but yeah, the god of mischief, that doesn't mm-hmm. mean... Evil. The right. thing is, the thing. ram, the goat, the anything with the cloven hoof was part of the devil. Mm-hmm. Um but that's not how it once was. But the thing is, misconstruing it to be this way. Sure. Mm-hmm. However, the thing is, the reason why, even though I know historically speaking, that is what it originally meant and what has been misconstrued to, I still don't like turning it upside down. The reason being is because you have to include historical context. I actually have a bachelor's in history. Mm-hmm. And so I am very big about historical context. Okay. Well, the right side up pentagram and pentacle, no, it has not been misconstrued. It still is good. Mm-hmm. The thing is, the upside down has been now changed. It's like the swastika. Yeah. Uh, the Well, the correct version, because the swastika that the uh, Nazis have, it's an inverted symbol yes. yeah. mm-hmm. from what the swastika actually is. So it's right. the right inversion of it actually means peace. Yeah. Uh-huh. The swastika for Nazis is inversion of that. Yeah. Which means See, anti-peace. If you will. Yeah. Uh, so that's the thing. If you have this and invert it, seems as a drawing away of its good power. Yeah. Same thing for the upside down cross. cross. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Both symbols originally were good meanings. Mm-hmm. The upside down cross was actually... Um, I, for, I keep forgetting which pope it was. <coughs> I, I want to say it was either John or Paul. I forget which one. If if any of you in the comment section remembers which one, please put it comment in. Comment section, us tell know. us which pope it was. Um, well, anyway, he did not, he was going to be crucified. Mm-hmm. And he did not want to have the same honor as Jesus was of being crucified right side up. So he was request, he requested to be crucified upside, upside down, down. Which was honorable. It killed yeah. you quicker. Uh, well, oh, did well, it? Well, yeah, that makes sense. All your, all your blood yeah. going to your brain, you're going to pass out. And but so, he did it for an honorable reason, yeah. which yeah. I think is what he you were saying. Want, so it was supposed to be a positive. Jesus's, yeah. Uh, Jesus died right side up. He didn't want to have that honor. That was Jesus's honor, not right. his. So he did it upside down. That okay. was his symbol until it became the inversion of what Christ right. re- represented. Do you think that that happened? When did that happen? Do you know? Did um, it happen... Truth in be told, pop culture? 
Uh, truth be told, I think that's where it got solidified. Yeah. Okay. The Exorcist. Like the Amityville like, Horror. Yeah, Amityville movies have just mm-hmm. made yeah. it they, this they demon symbol. They solidified it. Yeah. Yeah, same thing for the pentagram. Yeah. Or pentacle, I should say. So the thing is, the meaning of it from history has changed. Yes. Its meaning behind it is different now. So therefore, its power that it's drawn with has a different type of power. It mm-hmm. has been changed with human perception. Right. So because of that, that's why I'm personally uncomfortable with it, even though I know logically it doesn't actually mean this. Yeah. But the thing is, historically, with how it, history is today, it now means this. I see. Right? But there are those who wow. keep to its original root. And hey, if that if you're keeping to its original root and not what its current root mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. okay that's if fine. you are yeah. the one that's supplying it with the power you mean like if you are the one that's like let's say i'm giving this the power to be a good thing and you're associating and it with you the positive side then it's okay say, yeah because it, someone can easily say my right side up pentagrams i had some people some customers come in the other day they thought it was a satanist symbol and i explained to them no it isn't it's actually a protection symbol it right. actually represents this i educate them of what it actually means just like i just did with you guys and explain to them this is actually a good symbol yeah but just like how they were uncomfortable with it at first because they saw and they thought it was a bad symbol I'd explain how it's not. Right. So you can easily say that to the right side up one for because of pop culture. Yeah. I remember once in high school, <laughs> they uh, did a poster thing in English class showing all these evil symbols, if you will. Mm-hmm. I, I went to a Catholic school. And yeah. <laughs> I went to a Lutheran school. So, I feel you. Uh, the upside down cross was on it. The uh-huh. swastika yep. was on it. And the right side up pentagram or pentacle, I should again say, was on it. And I went up to this teacher and said, that's incorrect. You need to correct that. And I had to educate her on what the actual pentacle meant. Like, if it was upside down, okay, you know what? Historically, yeah. again, today that has made different reading, meaning. But mm-hmm. I refuse to let the pentacle right side up be part of that. You know, like, I'm, I'm not going to do it. Just it's like awesome how, that you did that. Well, the thing is, we think about it, a lot of people today even see the right side up cross as a thing of oppression. Mm-hmm. A lot of people see it differently. I oh, see yeah. it as a good thing because that's what I associate it with. Right. But the thing is, as you guys said before, like, oh, well, you're the good Catholic. But yeah, yeah. But of course. Is, it hurts a lot of people, too. The thing is, it. I don't even like saying I'm the good Catholic. But yeah. Because, you know, to each their own, as long as you don't hurt anyone. But, yeah. Again, so I, did, I, I told her, like, you need to correct that because... That's not true. That's not an evil symbol. Right. Yeah. Well, and and I do think that a majority of the, you know, the negativity towards witchcraft and Wiccan, et cetera, et cetera, is because of ignorance. Because people, people immediately, immediately associate it with Satanism or anti, anti God. Yeah. Without doing any research. Which is... Witches. Witches. Yeah. <laughs> witches. Witches. <False>. <laughs> but it's also not, you know, riding on broomsticks and yeah. and uh, casting, you know. It's misunderstood. It's having so a big man, cauldron, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. Broomstick, please Dude. show me. Hey, right? do you know, by the way, do you know where that comes from? Oh, yeah, we learned about this. She is so excited, the look on on her face. Well, we learned about this last year. Yeah, and we were really excited. I'm going to let you do it because that look on your face, the glee. Tell it, Ashley. I'm going to tell it again just in case someone missed this episode. Okay, so so flying on broomsticks. 
This is where the like um, that classic image of a witch flying on a broomstick came mm-hmm. from. First of all, brooms hold a lot of power. Oh yeah, yes, that's across ever China. The Chinese believe this. Yep. Um, everyone believes it because it physically removes dirt mm-hmm. from your home. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a it's a great symbol. But where that classic which flying on broomstick thing came from was back in oh and i wish i had like the actual stats but basically <laughs> uh back in the day we'll just say back in the day there was a hallucinogenic drug mm-hmm. that uh, got absorbed into your skin mm-hmm. right it was sort of like worms wart and something else and you could put it in your armpits because it's a very absorbable part of your body mm-hmm. another very absorbable absorbent i should say part of your body is the vagina mm-hmm. and women oh lord women not witches just mm-hmm. women women in general who used a lot of drugs would take a broomstick to insert the drug into their vagina and then they would get high so the image <laughs> of a witch flying on a broomstick is a drug reference that blew my freaking mind. It was the craziest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it blew my they mind. They got high. They got high. high. They were flying. Flying high from the broomstick. From the broomstick, but it was actually a salve of some kind that Ooh, made them high. That's, that's hilarious. Nuts. I know. It's kind of funny, like almost a little off topic when it comes to the hallucinogenic, but I don't know why, but that story reminded me about the Salem Witch Trials. Yes. When it comes to the accusers, the the girls mm-hmm. all of whom were like four not even 14 years old some yeah. were like 12 and under uh like abigail Win- williams she was like nine years old she mm-hmm. wasn't winona Ryder's age during yeah, that time. right the thing is there's a lot of speculations about what the heck actually happened a lot of people have determined that you know what it was probably just girls loving the attention Oh yeah, and and their their rare moment where they a young child and yay even more a woman child, mm-hmm. woman child, a girl child, woman child. female child, <laughs> a woman child. Mm-hmm. So a a a child that is also a girl having this moment of power of being listened uh-huh. to. Yeah. The thing is, there's also this theory that is possible that all these episodes they experienced was hallucinogenic because oh. their um, wheat had become tainted if you will oh interesting um, so which caused th- to have this episodes of where they actually were getting high without okay. realizing it and so they thought they were seeing things that weren't really there because they were hallucinating yeah uh, but again so they weren't necessarily lying right possibly but the thing is Could be. the reason why that may or may not be true is because why was it isolated to just the girls mm-hmm. now don't oh, get me wrong yeah. there was a lot of adults who accused too but most of it was land fueled i was gonna Mm -hmm. say yeah a lot of the salem witch trials revolved around uh property yeah Mm -hmm. property. it only officially stopped when the governor's wife was accused yes because now that was too high of a reaching power yeah Mm -hmm. wait a second we need to look so he was like okay you know what no stop right (laughs) we have to we're done which is personal now everything's okay (laughs) and i just find it like such a (laughs) oh man imagine it back then hey you want to see where what Salem's like right now in the year 2018? You want to see the witch shops? <laughs> yeah, there's a ton of them. Have Seriously. you been? Yeah, I've been oh, twice. I just went for the first time last year, and it was magic. I loved it 
She was so, so much. I, I only rode through it on so a train much. on my way to Boston, but yeah. I love. I mean, what it I was saw. just it was beautiful. We're it's very pretty. What, uh, yeah. What, what time of the year did you go? Just wondering. I didn't get to go in the fall. I went in the summer, but it was uh. like a rainy summer day, so mm. it was. It was tight. I went first time in the dead of winter, so there was no one else around. That would be awesome. A, Ooh. When I went to the burying point, which is their yes. oldest cemetery. Uh huh. Did you see it? Yeah. Oh my God! It's I love it. There's only one actual accused witch buried in there oh really mm-hmm. well I'm, that's, ba- that, I, I'm blanking that on her is name the place with is it sarah there's no, so many sarahs so many, <laughs> they're all sarah every one of them goody something yes um <laughs> is that the place that has the tribute to them where you walk yes, around it's the circle next to them yes. so okay, cool. well the thing is those aren't their actual is, graves no, we don't no, no. know where it those graves are tribute yes the tribute the thing is um you know that one gentleman who was the only one who was pressed to death john what was his <laughs> name uh <laughs> just sarah john they were john, all john sarah and john, john. but the one where he said you know more weight yes was, oh we talked yes. about him more his weight. wife yeah. his wife is buried in the cemetery oh really oh, wow. she's the only one that's been buried there wow there. that um wow. that cemetery is gorgeous it is it really is and it's such it an in interesting winter, thing too because it's kind of in the middle of a bunch of stuff yeah, yeah. like there's like a lot a of crazy area? stuff going on around it like a oh, lot of like witch shops and there's like if if you're nearing halloween you could see like a haunted house like over here like the it's in the middle Salem of stuff. like the the town but when you step inside i think maybe because it's you know a cemetery so people are very respectful sure. but it really does seem to like stop wow it just Giles goes Corey. Giles <laughs> Corey. oh giles <laughs> or giles oh, giles giles giles, 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 one of those. giles Corey. the more weight guys more weight <laughs> i love that more weight more weight basically his way of saying Fuck you. Yeah. yeah, go, go fuck. fuck yourself. Yeah. Guess what? I'm now getting his wife's name. <laughs> Sarah. Mary. Sarah. Ah, oh, uh, it was one of if those. If it wasn't Sarah, it was, it was Mary. Mary. If it wasn't Mary, <laughs> it was Winifred. Mary Corey. <laughs> Winifred. Sisters. Sisters. <laughs> there is something else I want to talk about. I want to talk about crystals. Ooh, crystals. So I use yeah. crystals. I love crystals. Um, I use crystals in meditation. I use crystals around my home. Some of them, I just like the way they look. And some of them actually seem to work. Like, for example, amber is a very powerful crystal for me. Amber, I can actually feel like a healing energy come from amber, which is very interesting. Amber, um, you know, the teething necklaces? Yeah. Those are amber. Oh, Amber I didn't necklaces. Know that. It's an actual healing stone. Okay. And um, you really and feel pain power relief. from it. It really does generate pain relief. Okay. I don't understand it. Oh. I don't understand how it works, but I know that it works for me. And that's almost the only one that I really truly feel a connection to. Okay. How what do you think about crystals? Do you well, use them? Uh, me personally, rarely mm-hmm. but sometimes i do like yeah. sometimes i'll wear like we actually have a crystal course that we do occasionally here yes. in the store your next one's april uh, the next one is in 
uh, April 20th. April 20th. Yay. And uh, before See then, I'm going to be there. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> like, I will be there. Oh, I hope so. Uh, the, and actually, we're going to do another class on uh, March 23rd about smudge sticks. Um, basically, I'll be showing you for spring solstice mm-hmm. how to make your own smudge sticks. Yes. Ooh. But that's not your question. No, uh, but I will also mm-hmm. be there. Go on. Yes. <laughs> um, so, hey, if you guys want to meet. Yes, yeah. if you want to meet the, uh, the crew of Keep It Weird. <laughs> Come on down Come on during down. one of these classes. Dual cross. Crossroads. What a good commercial. Yeah, that was great. Anyway, so when it comes to crystals, sometimes I use them, sometimes I don't. Um, For instance, I won't lie, there have been times in the past where I just felt really weighted down and like there was a negative thing around me and that was before I started really using sage. I would um, have a clear quartz be very close to me to absorb that negative energy Mm -hmm. because clear quartz is supposed to be like the best of healing stones yes uh, one of the best i should say yeah mm-hmm. and it takes in negative negative energy and releases out positive energy and it's and for those who may not know it's able to be recharged in sunlight or any of these crystals and stones can be recharged with sage as well the thing is is that i i, I just i use it sparingly because i don't feel the need for it that much until i need it Uh, some people love them to death all throughout Mm -hmm. Uh, for me I would say that's how I am with sage I I go more so with sage before I do crystals Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah so for me to answer that I I rarely do okay Okay. but you believe in the power I believe that that some of them have certain powers over the others Mm -hmm. I believe that some are more powerful than others I also believe that some may also be just in your own tool willpower of making it happen yeah Mm -hmm. the power of your own what is that called yeah like the placebo effect kind of like the power that you imbue in it and you believing that it works if it works for you fucking use it i don't give a shit who cares yeah like you could pick a rock up off the ground if it makes you feel something i think that's even beautiful hold it wear it that's the thing is that there's a lot of times where people like in the class i actually Mm -hmm. will present present a certain type of crystals of a selection Mm -hmm. and i always tell them like when you come to uh, because in the class it's not just learning about crystals and the metaphysical properties, you actually learn how to turn it into your own wire-wrapped necklace. Mm-hmm. So I tell people, you uh, select a stone or a crystal that speaks to you. Mm-hmm. because Not it might just be the prettiest one. Yeah, well, Not just the prettiest <laughs> one, no. It's whatever one is speaking to you because it might be speaking to you because there might be something in your life that you need its help with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, and you don't even realize. You don't even realize right. it. Yeah. Um, the thing is uh, about crystals and there's this one blog that is just phenomenal of information about crystals and the metaphysical properties. It's called Hibiscus Moon. Mm-hmm. And okay. th- they actually go even into the science, the actual science. Cause oh, magic, see, great. Yeah, magic and science actually can go very hand in hand. And mm-hmm. this is an instance where that is true. So um, in the blog, if you you know read the thing, basically... It's good to understand the fact that this whole universe of physical stuff is made up of energy. Yes. As is everything else. Yeah. Yep. No, energy is never destroyed. It's just remade into something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they even say how, you know, Einstein had determined that energy and matter are exactly one and the same. You know, the whole E equals MC squared. Yeah. Right? Which is basically energy equals matter multiplied by the speed of light. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> That's uh, besides the point. Anyway. But if we do want to get into <laughs> Einstein and E equals MC squared, 
Come on down to Dual Crossroads. Come chat it up. Um, We've got pizza. The thing is, the all of these things have different forms of matter and energy vibrations within the frequencies of how they're made. And these different frequencies depend on things like the crystal's actual molecular buildup and mm. the way that it's, how it's thick, its color, its, you know, vibrations, shape. its yeah. shape. Um, so what makes a crystal a crystal are its molecules. And how they are arranged, how they're fixed, how they fit in a geometric pattern. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, um, since they are so geometrically perfect, they actually have the lowest possible state of disorganization. And Interesting. Yeah. So basically, crystals and stones, they're, they're wonderful tools and they work best, you know, alongside you yeah the mm-hmm. thing is you can't expect the crystal to do all the work yeah, right absolutely because yeah, you're mm-hmm. gonna tire it out yeah yeah <laughs> well it's also if you look at it just from a science point of view you know all it is is a ball of energy mm-hmm. so so are you you've got to feed yep. it yep you are nothing more Feeding than your a energy bunch too. of yeah. atoms with a lot of space in between mm-hmm. of other yeah. little tiny things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so are they. Yeah. <laughs> they're just more tightly compacted. Yeah. You know? They're mm-hmm. just more tight. And you have to go the extra <laughs> mile to help it do its work. So the thing is, is that um, that's also why you might get different properties for different crystals. Why some have properties over others mm-hmm. while some others are just rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. While some, yeah. Like to the individual, you mean as well? To the well, to what they are actually supposedly to have. Right. The thing is, if you mm-hmm. really want to get really into the knit and grit of it, every single little thing has its own property. Mm-hmm. Even the sand at your feet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even the have... wine in my belly. Yeah. <laughs> More wine. <laughs> More wine. <laughs> the quote of the night. <laughs> More wine. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, here I actually have this book right here. I have a, uh, for you, the audience, to know I have a whole collection. She's of got books. a she stack. Has quite the stack of books. Yeah, she was prepared. I was prepared. I have, I have a little growing library. I don't want to call it a library yet, but I still have. I actually have a bookshelf now, full of occult books that Yay. people can purchase. Every month, I try to dedicate to increase it by five more books. By five more books. Great. Nice. If people purchase said books, okay, yeah, that's good. But um, I, I'm trying to get it to grow. Accumulate. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's great. So anyway, one of the books I have that currently I'm having it not for sale because I want people to reference it. Mm-hmm. It's um, called Healing Crystals, the A to Z Guide to Over 555 Gemstones. Oh, wow. Ooh. So it's not just like a lot of people usually hear only about like five crystals. Yeah. Selenite, amethyst, rose quartz. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be a little Amber. More. Amber. Yep. Citrine. Ashley's favorite. Very, very excited I think you literally the just Amber. named the only ones I know, to be honest. So <laughs> I want to do my research. Tiger's eye. Like, do you know there we about go. adventuring? Do you know about... Sure don't. There you go. I want to <laughs> learn. Pyrite? Yes, I've heard okay. of that one. Full yes. Gold, yes. Jade? Um, yeah, I've heard of Jade. I think that's just a color. I don't know. Here, I just made that. Let's open up a random page of the book. <laughs> yes. Let's see. Uh, well, everyone knows diamonds. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. Covalite. Ooh. Which is a blue copper stone, which is for self-love, self-recognition. <gasps> I'm going to need some of that. It's a good one. <laughs> Then there's the diaspora. Y'all got any more of that diaspora? <laughs> oh, yeah. The diaspora revives original <laughs> objectives and is for perception and change of relationship structures. Ooh, it's, it's sort of like a focusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It also helps to promote digestion. Hey, good. we all need that. It helps with heartburn. We don't right now. problems. Girl, pass it over. 
I got yeah, all of it. Lauren needs one so for sleep. Yes. That would be I do. That would be Amethyst? Yeah, Amethyst is actually not so much for sleep, but oh, actually, Amethyst has my favorite. Uh, origin story but the thing about amethyst is that it's also supposed to be to ward off nightmares Ooh. oh really nice. yeah so it's a great sleeping stone for that but what can help you sleep if you just can't, can't go to sleep like i don't have nightmares i just struggle Value. to don't sleep <laughs> i was waiting for the um, joke that would be uh, the, the gymstone don't take Value. drugs children no drugs unless you need them yes the it really depends on the person. What is sure. it that's dealing? What's what is it that's keeping you up in life? Worry. With your waking life. Worry, anxiety. So that would probably be easily like the uh, clear quartz would be one of those. Okay, that would be great for that because it's a great healing stone. And but- clear quartz. Correct me if I'm wrong. Clear quartz is a really good crystal to combine with other crystals. Isn't that the one that that um, intensifies the other? Is that not clear quartz? Selenite. Is selenite. It sel- selenite. Um, I believe there's so. one. I, mean, I think it's selenite, maybe that um you. Well, we have the book. Well, we do have the book, but there's only fifty five of them in there. We could read them all. The th- well, the thing about it is that selenite is able to be. You know, it's mostly really good for grounding. It's actually um a quote unquote moonstone. You know, selenite, ah. selena. You know, uh, oh so yes, it's a moonstone. Is that love selenite? It? Yes, the, the ball. ball. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. have crystal okay. ball. Gosh, selenite. I love it. Mm-hmm. The thing is that it's also wonderful for invoking feelings of purity and innocence, Mm -hmm. uh, things of that sort. But so, yeah, it depends on what's happening with your waking life. You can even say black tourmaline would be a great choice for you. Black tourmaline. Yeah, black tourmaline, sugar night, smoky quartz. Those are all dark stones. Dark stones are great for protection because, oh, there's a little fun fact when it comes to witchcraft. You know how they always show like people wearing black mm-hmm. yes now that's not just because it's slenderizing oh, really? what? there's a reason what? Uh, when it comes to the color black mm-hmm. we're not talking about the light spectrum of black where um, white in the light spectrum is the all color uh-huh. of light and black is the absence of light the thing is we're talking about pigmentation we're talking about like paint if you will mm-hmm. so when it comes to that um, that type of black is the combination of all color. That's whereas true. white is the absence of it. Right. So here's the thing. Black absorbs all. Mm-hmm. Okay. White is the lack of it or the innocence of it, the purity of it. Right. Mm-hmm. So black is for protection. Mm. Black ah. is for warding. It's good Black to know. is for, um, instead of in- invoking, it revokes. Okay. Casts away. So it repels. So it's a protect. It's like wearing a suit of armor. You're wearing a suit of armor right now. (laughs) I'm close. I ruined it with my my pink Floyd and green. That's why I wear black every day. (laughs) I know my closet is mostly black, so I feel I feel like I'm doing good things. When I do laundry and then like pour my laundry like onto the bed, like what I wear the most because I have a lot of colors, but I don't wear them. I wear black every day. When I do laundry and then pour it on the bed to like fold it, Joe's like, that's. Nine shades. I didn't know so many shades of black existed. <laughs> well, there are shades Every of gray shade and there are shades of black. <laughs> and I'm all shades. But I mean, like right behind uh, you, you have the white candles. That, like, I, have, yes. I have various candles. Yeah. Uh-huh. White, the white, red, red, and, and black. my black ones are the, the, the biggest ones I have. The black candles are ones you would want to use um, to you know um invoke protection and again okay. to repel bad things. Okay. So when I say that for when it comes to crystals, the dark crystals are for 
protection for okay. pr- um, for taking away negative energy. I have That's good to know. Here. So there you go. And I'm ah. assuming you've had it in the sun for a lot. I have. That's yes. why it's lost its color. Yes. Smoky. So the thing about those type of things like amethyst, amethyst, smoky quartz, citrine, and rose quartz are all part of the clear quartz family. Okay. The thing is that none of them I encourage being used in the sunlight because they will lose their color yeah. mm-hmm. more so than not. Okay. So you would actually want to recharge those, not in the full sunlight. Moon? Yes. Full, <laughs> uh, full moon. Really but killing the thing it. is, if you... <laughs> Really killed the game. You're killing it. Really killing this. Uh, the thing is, is that you may not want to wait for the full moon. So that's where things yeah. like sage and whatnot will help out. Some people say put it in salt water, natural salt water. Right. But that might hurt the stone. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, so How do you feel about people touching the stones? I'm fine with it. That's okay. what they need to do. Yeah. And I always offer, hey, before you leave, do you want me to cleanse the stone for you? And then I show them how to do it with sage. Mm. That's a good idea. Yeah, because I've been in shops before where they ask you, actually in Salem, there was a really cool shop and it said, please do not touch the stones because the stones can absorb your energy. Oh. If they're saging the stones themselves with a uh, smudge and then a smudge feather, that won't be well, a problem. maybe they, <laughs> they <laughs> will. I'll write him a letter. Yeah. <laughs> Let them know. You know what? Jen, at you know what? Crossroads, <laughs> I'll send you the link. Okay. I'll send you the link. You need to talk to her about your stones. Um, but the thing is, um, speaking of stones, my favorite stone's backstory is the amethyst. Yes, please. I want to hear this. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> well, not hilarious. It's actually a tragic story. Oh, okay. Oh, well. <laughs> it's so hilarious. And by hilarious, I mean the, the saddest, saddest thing, thing, thing you'll ever hear. <laughs> well, it's a Greek tragedy. Uh, that was tragedy. tragedy tragedy okay we've been talking for a long <laughs> more time wine. more wine. more wine uh speaking of wine actually the wine is included on <gasps> look this. at that i knew uh, it full circle that's why it's the last story of our podcast because yep. we're coming all the way around <laughs> there we go so uh hemi a purple stone there we go so look at that amethyst, beauty purple so beautiful its origin story is in greek mythology with dionysus and a woman named amethyst dionysus you know, the Greek god of drunken debauchery and Wonderful. funny, mm. fun, fun party times. It's my mm-hmm. aunt. <laughs> In his drunken stupor, he got really pissed off with this human of some sort. And he was so drunkenly pissed that he decided the next human he sees, he's going to kill him. Oh. So he goes out and gets some tigers. And <laughs> oh. Sent tigers? Ch- yes. Oh, oh my. my. <laughs> He Both took is it Mike Tyson? <laughs> I'm just picturing him as Mike Tyson now. Go on. No. He might be. He did not he... need to bite off any ears. <laughs> uh, so he sets a trap with these tigers that the next human who comes across them is going to get killed. Now, this beautiful woman, Amethyst, is walking down the path oh, to no. go to a uh, temple to pray to her god. Mm. And she's about to be sent on by these tigers for this trap, but this god that she was going to go pray to um, intervened by turning her into a column of clear quartz or a statue of clear quartz. Oh. And Dionysus, when he returned and saw what his drunken stupor had done in his drunken rage, fell to his knees and wept in front of her beautiful statue, weeping tears of purple wine, which then stained <gasps> the statue. Oh. And the thing is, amethyst means not drunk or no thirst. Okay. Uh, or not thirst, if you will. Um, so the thing is, it's also a crystal for 
not getting drunk. It is a anti-drunk crystal. Really? Now, that is not wow. to say you should use this as an excuse to go out drinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> drinking and driving. Right. But I got my yeah. More wine. More wine. <laughs> the thing is, is that that's what it's supposed to be. So if, let's say you are currently um, trying to find Abstain. encouragement from abstaining from mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. drinking. You know, if you just need something to hold on to, to morally make you remember to not do that and amethyst okay now i'm not saying that that should go against all of these things i want to say right now do not use them in replacement of your doctor's orders of a therapist or do not don't use amethyst in in place of alcoholics anonymous yes right do not do that (laughs) get help if you yeah. need it, if you rely on your friends and family, but do not use any of these things as ways of going against your doctor's mm-hmm. yes. words of advice. I myself and no one who ever practices should ever be encouraged this against what your doctor might be suggesting mm-hmm. yeah. because we're not doctors. Right. This mm-hmm. is not something for that. Anything magically uh, related towards this where like crystals, you know, supposed to help out with cancer or the Palo Santo is supposedly help to fight cancer cells. That does not mean you should use that as an excuse to not go to chemo. Sure. If that's what your doctor is saying. I mean, you it's like taking supplements. Yeah. It's like you can, you can't just eat supplements and not eat food. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's something like else to, to assist yeah, to you assist. and something for you to hold on to, and but it's thing, not in place of anything. One thing that I love about crystals so much, and some people only use them for this, is if you've ever had a stress ball mm-hmm. or a fidget spinner or so if you have something that you can focus on, your energy on. So an, an amethyst, for example, say yeah. you're trying to quit drinking and you're in Alcoholics Anonymous. Or you're, you know, you're going to church to try and help. And you have that physical reminder, that physical thing that you can squeeze when you want to drink or rub when you want to drink. That's help all in itself. Yeah. That's like wearing uh, when you, what is it? You want to stop biting your nails so you wear a rubber band and snap it on your wrist. It's the same idea. So you don't have to believe in the metaphysical. You can still have that like physical. It's same with like wearing them. A lot of the times I wear them, not like the smoky quartz. I don't actually feel anything from the smoky quartz when I wear it. But it is sort of, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's the, the, the smoothness of the sides and one side's a little bit rougher than the other. Twisting it around on my fingers and feeling those smooth edges and feeling that rough edge, I can physically feel my anxiety lessen. And that's know. great. Maybe someone could say, actually, that is the smoky quartz working because yeah. it is a right. protective thing and it works for grounding. It's actually uh-huh. a grounding stone. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Well, there you go. There Who you knows? Go. Well, it's perfect. If it's helping well, you in some way, oh, it doesn't matter how. Yeah. And speaking of yes, you're a witch. witch. Sorry about it. <laughs> there is something that we'll want to end on. If mm-hmm. you out there in the world have been thinking like, well, that's all nice and good, but I'll never practice witchcraft. I'm never going to do it. You know what? <laughs> Guess what? You probably already have. If <gasps> you have ever on your birthday blown out a candle making a wish, you practice candle magic. If you ever knocked on wood, you practice folk magic. (laughs) If you've ever danced at a wedding naked under a full moon, (laughs) the amethyst didn't work. Guess (laughs) what? The amethyst failed you. forgot your amethyst (laughs) at home. You left it. You (laughs) You left left it behind in the wrong pocket. This has oh, been so much fun. So much fun. Uh, Thank you, Jenna. I've actually learned so much. I really oh came gosh. into this kind my of going like, exploding. I feel like I know a lot about this. And <laughs> then realizing, 
No, you do not. This was um, such so this a good <laughs> education. Like, I yes. feel like the whole time I was just watching you with my mouth partly open, <laughs> drooling, just like taking everything <laughs> in. Like, what? What? Remember this? You just kept blowing Thank God my we're mind. recording it so I can listen I to it over and over again and memorize back. it. <laughs> Um, Thank you. And then learn the click and growl so you can tell people yeah. that's how it goes. How do you uh, do it? Uh, I can't. That's, that is that's more like grudge. burp. Yeah, I was that's gonna say grudge. that's the grudge, uh, which is creepy ass. Which is creepy, but I don't understand how I you don't do understand it. it. But I love it. I think because like there's no movement in your face. No, you at just all? Well, the best your part mouth is I can actually do it without my mouth open. I just smile. Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> It's even better. Does it originate from the back of your throat um, or the, the uvula? Really, I am basically thrusting it forward and making it click or f- flap. <laughs> <laughs> basically, so mine, sounds, mine sounds yours just was like really it. sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yours was like if Predator was like super sexy. <laughs> Predator comes out, turns, <laughs> it sees Arnold, sees his muscles. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Okay. Jennifer. Yes. Mamone. Mamone. I'm only saying it like that. Okay. Mamone. So the reason why they're saying that, just so you guys know. Yeah. There is a thing. There's a, th- there, there's a thing. There's <laughs> a story behind it. So my, my last name, a lot of people are like, how do you pronounce that? Because like, they always go like Mayamone or Maymone. And so I tell them, you say my money with an Italian accent. Uh-huh. Mamone. 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 And Mamone. What's Mamone? Uh, give me Mamone. Give me Mamone. Okay. Dual Crossroads is in South Pasadena, California. Mm-hmm. It's freaking adorable. Right I might never leave. Yes, yes, right. It's on, on Mission. Uh, Mission Avenue? Uh, Street. No, Street. Mission Street. On 1005 <laughs> Mission Street, South mm-hmm. Pasadena, right off of the corner of the Gold Line exit for the Metro in South Pasadena. Right past the train. And here's another little Tracks. fun fact. Right across the street from me is the house they use for Michael Myers in Halloween. I know. No, mm-hmm. what? Yeah. What? The Michael here? Myers house? Yeah. Yes. Right the, street, it's the blue house. No, literally, <laughs> when I pulled up here tonight, I was like, what? oh my gosh, why do I know this area? It's because of the Michael Myers house, because... Guys, I have to go. Oh, to Ashley has to <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I, I made this what? like... <laughs> Ashley! <laughs> I made this stupid horror short film like seven years ago. I remember. We filmed, like the movie I remember the, is it was pretty terrible, but bad. we filmed right in front of that house. So that's like the one cool quality about it. Anywho. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> Dual Crossroads. Come you guys have Jennifer. to come check it out. We're going to continue to advertise for this place throughout the um, season because there's some cool stuff coming up. March 23rd is um, she's going to be teaching you how to build your own smudge stick. S- smudge stick. Smudge stick. Smudge stick. Sage, juniper, yes. other yeah. carnations. There's some hanging. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Uh, lem- you got I behind you, it. you got white rose, you got lemon verbena, you've got sweet grass, you've got um, um, other flowers that are actually used for Day of the Dead. Guys, Ooh. and even, I wish you could just smell it in here. I know, it smells, it smells so incredible. Oh, 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 before we go, what is Florida water? Oh, oh yeah. Above your head, <laughs> yes. you see those bottles? Yeah. Yes. So bring the first one down, okay. the one closest to us. Go ahead and open it up. It's already open. open. It. This is a great item for cleansing and purification, all for external body use. Okay. Um, it smells amazing. It smells tree. even more amazing when you spray it. You can put it in your bath. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. You can put it in your bath. You can I love put it that. in anything of that sort. And yes, you can it's totally amazing. wear it for perfume. 
Um, I will. I could, dr- I could drown myself pour in that. It on my head, it smells so it's, good. It, it smells amazing. It and does. No, it is not water from Florida. Yeah, why? Why do they call? Thank it Florida? God, honestly. <laughs> so it's great for cleansing. Great for uh, also purification. Like I said, a lot of these things in my store is primarily just for cleansing that protection, which, which is, is actually, a beautiful thing. Which is actually one thing that a lot of people here in South Pasadena seem to love. I've actually had a few people come in here and just say, "I just want to come in here because I feel safe here." I feel good here. And I was like, okay, just come for you to hang out. I remember this one guy, he just came in and he said, can I have a chair? And I sat him in this general area. He said, I just need, like, I just felt like I needed to be here. And he was sitting there and he started crying. Mm. And he said that he recently had someone pass away and he was having a hard time releasing that emotion. And here he felt he finally could do it. So this, this is a place that a lot of people feel is very safe and sacred. Yeah. And I worked hard for that because mm-hmm. I want people to come in here. Well, yes, we do have the light and the dark. Yeah. Again, the only dark is on the fun side, the Halloween side. In my spiritual side, I work very hard to keep this as light as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there I you go. That. I mean, not only that, I mean, the, it's so light in here. It smells so nice. The yeah. feng shui is on point. It just feels good to be in here. It has a good energy <laughs> all does. around. Yeah. And the smell you might be smelling actually might be the um, homemade soy candles I make. Ooh. We make really? our own homemade soy Guys, candles. they make their own candles. Just get you just down have to here. Get here. What are you doing? Get here. And we're actually going to probably also start doing our own bath bombs. Nice. Okay. Well, I'll I'm be so showing up for that very soon. The thing is, I'll be custom making them here in the store. So nice. if you come to me and say, you know what, I'm stressed, or you know, what? I'm not sleeping. Well, I want some up. rose hip oil. Yeah. yeah. So bath bomb put some in the shape in it, of a put some this in it, ball. I custom make it to your needs. <laughs> I, can you do it in the shape of a ball? Yeah, oh. she can. I can tell she by her face. She can do whatever you want. <laughs> your book is called again Demon's Prize. Demon's Prize. Where can you buy it? You can find it on Amazon. Wonderful. Um, I highly recommend only getting it from the um, uh, distributor called Light and Dark Imagination. That is me. Okay. okay. Everywhere else, I believe, has m- perhaps not true copies from me. Oh. So it's a very concerning thing. So. Get the light and dark imagination one, please. Good to know. Um, but you can also find the ebooks on oh. Amazon as well as on Kindle. Perfect. Um, sorry. Uh, uh, yes, Kindle. Kindle. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also get it right here in the store, where I'll actually sign it for you. <gasps> Beautiful. See, signed copy. Uh, guys, get down here. Have and, we and I said know it that enough? you guys already got your own copy, so I'll be signing that for you guys later tonight. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. <laughs> Can't wait. We did. She got one for you. <gasps> Did you buy me a present? <laughs> it's been a secret. I've been Did hiding it this whole time. <laughs> Don't have a panic attack. Okay, sorry, 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 sorry. Anyway, thank you for joining us. Thank you for Yay, having me. Jennifer. This was so much fun. Thank you, listeners, for joining us for our first episode of 2000. Keep it weird. It's back in action. We're very excited. Uh, We hope you learned a lot. We will be revisiting this topic, obviously, because there's a lot that we didn't cover. Follow us on social media. Follow us on social media at Keep It Weird Cast. That's our Instagram and Twitter. Our Facebook is Keep It Weird. Uh, Dual Crossroads is at Dual Crossroads. 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 Super easy. And the way Dual Crossroads is spelled, it's D-U-A-L. 
Crossroads, all one mm-hmm. word. And we've also tagged Dual Crossroads in quite a few posts, so you can yes, find yes, them on yes. our Instagram as well. And uh, hey, if you want to check out, because I do have an online store, so for those oh, yes, of you, you who are not mm-hmm. in the South Pasadena right. area, just go to www.dualcrossroads.com, D-U-A-L, crossroads.com. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of cool stuff yeah. on there, too. And you can actually see what upcoming events we have, too, besides the... Um, uh, What's smudge sticks. The smudge sticks, yeah. the, crystals. the crystals. You can we're keep up on everything. Girls night, girls night, yeah, girls we're, night. Yeah, we're going to do a gals night for <laughs> Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Yeah. I love it. It's going to be so much fun. Quick announcement, just in case you guys don't already know this. We are going down to every other week this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we are not going to be doing a podcast every week. This gives us time to, you know, sleep, eat, breathe. Be a relax, human read, for a minute. Yes. Stretch. Etc. Etc. And on top of taking care of ourselves, it gives us more time to prepare and be the best we can be for you. We now have an extra week to do research, and we'll we want to be the best we We can. We want to be the best we can, and and we got so stressed out, and so you know we had so much to do um, last year doing every doing the episodes every week, and yeah. Yes. And there's been some changes to our Patreon page. So if you are a patron or you're interested in being a patron, head over to the Patreon page to see what our changes are. Um, and in the meantime, Jennifer, what's our sign-off this week? <laughs> That's the sign-off. <laughs> That's, it. That's, That's it. it. We don't Why? need anything else. We don't need anything Do it else. just one more time. One more time. And, and keep, keep it weird. weird. What do we want to do for a sound check? Do we want to rap? Actually, I found a new radio station on my way over here, and it was called like Backflip or something, and it was all like Beastie Boys Ooh. and um, I'll do like, an M. some really cool like Space <laughs> Jam tunes. Remember, space Jam, remember, yeah. Remember yeah space right. Jam Everybody get up, it's time, time to slam now. now. Oh my God. <laughs> we got a real jam going now. Joe hates Space Jam, and it Why? makes me want to break up with him. You should. We're all gurgling. Was that one after another? Yeah. She gurgled, I gurgled, you gurgled. It was, like, it was like a it was like a wave. It was a collective giggle. Gurgle. <laughs>